Introducing the Aging Room Quattro Nicaragua JR 50th. One of the highest rated cigars in the industry is now available in a special rounded torpedo size. Celebrate our 50th anniversary in style with this iconic limited edition smoke, only available at jrcigars.com. Get ready for Smoke Night Live with Massa Sensei. And boom, we are on the air, ladies and gentlemen. We are streaming live from uh, Dojo Studios in uh, Denver, Colorado. Uh, Lakewood, Colorado. Huh, Jordan? Close enough. It's the Sunshine State. <laughs> it's the, uh, no, it's the... What, is, what are we? Colorful? What are we? Colorful. Colorful Colorado. Colorful Colorado. That, we can't be the colorful state, can we? Is that what we are? Oh, it's kind of a weird thing. Um... Anyways, we're back. Uh, we're back from the big trade show in uh, Las Vegas, uh, Premium Cigar Association trade show, and there's tons of interesting things to discuss tonight. We brought a panel of. Uh, it's a small panel tonight because I really wanted to give these guys a lot of time. Uh, there's some topics that we really, really have to uh, dissect, uh, if you will, uh, on tonight's show. But we're going to be talking about winners and losers from the show. We're going to be We're going to be talking about emerging brands. Uh, we're going to be talking about brands that you know can't be considered the little guy anymore. Uh, we'll be talking about that. Um, we'll be talking about uh, best booth um, that we noticed from the show. Uh, we can uh, talk about our favorite interviews that we all had and uh, best cigars that we sampled during the show. And then finally, at the end of the show, we're talking drama, drama. Drama, oh. and there was plenty of drama. Spicy. Plenty of drama at uh, this year's Premium Cigar Association trade show. If you're not aware, uh, this trade show has been going on forever uh, under various names: RTD, IPCPR, and now it's PCA. Um, last year there was no show due to COVID and such. Uh, this year there was a show, and so it was sort of the first. Um, show back in two years. Uh, it was at a very, very hot time of the year. And so let's, uh, we're going to talk about that right off the bat. So let's bring our guests on. Uh, first of all, Flavor Odyssey's uh, host, none other than Robbie Raz. Uh, Robbie, welcome to Smoke Night Live, my friend. Thank you. Thank you, Master Sensei. Thank you for the <laughs> invite. Uh, very happy to be here and very, very happy that it is 80 degrees. Ah. And not 118. <laughs> <laughs> so we'll be uh, we'll be getting uh, Robbie's thoughts, of course. Randy was going to be on the show tonight, but he had uh, somewhere he had to be. Couldn't make it back in time. So it'll be uh, Robbie representing Flavor Odyssey. Uh, we also have uh, none other than William Cooper, Cigar Coop Cooper, on the show. Coop, welcome back to Smoke Night Live. Hey, guys. Thanks for having me on tonight. Um, real pleasure, and uh, looking forward to it. So, uh... Coop, how did you do in the 117-degree uh, weather in Las Vegas this past week? Not well. <laughs> so I, I, was up in, I was up in the mountains, like Mount Charleston, which is like usually 20 degrees cooler, right, for a couple of days beforehand. And like 97 up there is not something that they're used to because it's hot. So the air conditioning units up there weren't working well. And eventually I just came back to the Strip. 
Mm. Um, because at least in the casinos, the, the air was working in the casino. But once you got outside the casino, it was bru- it was. I never experienced heat like that. Throw the word dry heat out the window. It <laughs> yeah. was just, that was just hot. Yeah. It was rough. There's no uh, there's no getting around that. It was very hot, no, the first, especially no. the first couple of days. I, I remember sending a, a a picture to my wife. It was like dark. We were outside, Robbie. We were smoking, and I don't know. It was like ten. 10 or 11 o'clock or something, it was still 108 when we were sitting out yeah. there in, yep, the, in, yep. the, in the backyard. Uh, Coop, I know that you have uh, you had the media compound, had your buddies at a house, sort of like uh, we do as well, uh, just a place to kind of get away. It's very hard to when you do these shows, I feel like, at least from my perspective, maybe just because I'm old, um, but... I don't like staying in the casino. To me, it just it wears me out like a million times quicker. I need to just get away after the show's over and go somewhere and sort of decompress. Yeah, it, you know, the same thing. You know, it was Aaron Loomis who came up with the idea of getting a house a few years ago. I was a little hesitant, but once once we went into that setting, you don't want to come out of it. Um, I think it was the right, like I said, it's the right thing to do. Um you know, it's just you're cramped in a hotel room. You, you know, you want to smoke, you got to go down to the casino. And it's like, you know, so I, I just find the house deal a lot more relaxing. Yeah, no doubt. Uh, yeah. Robbie, you were lucky enough to get to bunk with Jordan. Yeah, that was good times, man. Uh, Jordan and I uh, took our relationship to the next level, I think. Mm-hmm. And Absolutely. Um, you make a Facebook if, official? It's, uh, <laughs> <laughs> That's a good one. Uh, no, that was, it, it, you know, we had it was uh, I, the house we stayed at was nice, man. We had a we had a lot, we had a ton of space, uh, but uh, we did end up sharing a room. wasn't that big of a deal, but um, had a pool and uh, its pool was necessary. We also had some thunder and lightning and rained wind storms, which were just kind of nuts. And uh, um, it was a good time. It was a good time. It's but yeah, you're right. I mean, two in the morning and it's still 102 degrees outside. It's it's brutal. Now, Jordan, uh, just so folks know, they might be wondering, why would Randy get his own room and and I get my own room, but you and Robbie had to share? Why did Randy get his own I room? I was the first one. I just wrapped it. When there's a conflict like that, I instantly just say, I'm going to share the room because I don't want to be treated like, oh, look at this fancy guy the rest <laughs> of the trip. you know. Like, So instead, you know, we get Randy wakes up at uh, 4 in the morning every day and cleans the house He's making us breakfast. I made him iron some of my shirts. You know, <laughs> I get all those perks. There was there was definitely some uh, some Randy hazing going on. But I'll tell you what, he makes a pretty good breakfast. He he does he does he does uh, he uh, he cooks up some eggs and bacon. We had some croissant. Yeah, it wow. was uh, it was. Um, <clears throat> I mean, the coffee left a little bit to be desired. But I don't know if that was his fault. Um, yeah, but, the coffee uh, sucked. Yeah, the coffee hey. ma- the coffee machine <laughs> the coffee machine broke early on in the. Uh, in the day. So then he was trying to uh, just do the best he could with it. So uh, before we get into the show, we also have our studio audience, Quinn, Scott, hanging out over there. Boys. Small one, but I got to say, look at him. The best thing about getting back to town is hanging out with you two guys. Like, uh, we missed you guys. It was really like, seriously, like, and where's my Quinn? Where's my Scott? You know, I mean, we we got to get we got to get plenty of that with these. We're, we're always here for you. Yeah. So, uh, by the way, as we're doing the show tonight, if since you guys didn't go to the show. As we're discussing, if you have any questions about what we're saying, feel free to just chime right in, and uh, we'll handle those. Now, I don't want to start the show by just saying, "What did you think of the show, Robbie and Coop?" Because if we do, if I do that, I think we'll get too far into some of what we're going to discuss as as we go down the line. Because I'm pretty sure that 
the topics that I have for tonight uh, will lead us into uh, the, all of the topics. The, there was a little bit of everything in this show, um, as you might imagine. Now, uh, there is the fact that we just had TPE two, two months ago or so, a month and a half ago, whatever it was. And so that, it, that does sort of stay in your, in your mind, and you can't help but compare uh, certain things. So we'll do a little bit of comparing the two different trade shows. So let's just start off with some um, some winners and some losers. Now, I've asked our panel and, of course, Jordan and myself to pick three winners, three losers, and we'll sort of go through these and, and discuss them. These could be anything. It could, be, it could literally be a specific guy. Like, it could be Rand- Randy could be one of the losers. I don't know why, but, I mean, he could be one of the losers. Uh, but Or it could be a company. It could be... Uh, anything. And the same with the winners. So um, let's start this off. I'm going to start with Coop. Uh, give me one winner and one loser, and then we'll discuss. Okay. Um, so winner, Pete Johnson and loser, Gurkha. Mm. Okay. Right so off uh, the bat, Coop, you stole one of my losers. That's okay. That's all right. Um, I know I'm going to steal someone. Sorry, Rob. Now, why did you pick uh, Pete as one of your winners? So I really I know we're going to talk about this when we get to some of the drama. Right. But all week I saw Pete Johnson taking a very much a leadership role at this show. And, you know, obviously some of the drama we'll talk about the photo later on. But before that, he was going around and he was going to the manufacturers and and he's asking manufacturers to kind of, hey, step up, you know, in terms of uh, supporting CRA, supporting the PCA, stepping up in terms of asking for money and things like that. We're really seeing Pete right now. And I've kind of said this over the last year. He's moving into this elder statesman role mm, into right. the cigar industry. But he's really talking the talk right now. Um, and just the way he, I see him conduct himself with other manufacturers, the respect they're showing him, he's doing an, an amazing job and not getting the credit for it, I think. He does seem to be, uh, Robbie, and I think you got this good in your interview that you did. Was By the way, it was my favorite interview, uh, that at least that the dojo did. Um, for the week. But Robbie, it does seem like Pete is transitioning kind of into, you know, a leader in this industry. Not that he wasn't, but but now even maybe more so. Yeah, I completely agree. Uh, Coop, I think you nailed it the way you described it. It was um, <clears throat> there were times uh, throughout the show where we're walking around and the show floor was significantly smaller. I'm sure we'll get into that. But, yep. uh, you know, in years past, even you know as, as recent as 2019, it takes a good half hour. 45 minutes to walk around the show floor. Uh, this show took about 10 minutes stops, uh, maybe five. If you, if you got a good, good pace going. Um, so we, we made passes by booths all the time. We, I I feel like I saw every booth three times as much as I I would have, uh, in previous years. And you'll notice when, when guys are out walking around and I saw, you know, John Huber, same thing, kind of walking around, but takes, half an hour for him to get back from the bathroom to get from to his booth because people stop and talk to him. Yep. We on, uh, on day three, we saw Pete <clears throat> and, and I actually found out what he was doing and how he ended up in this situation, but he got kind of caught in this little intersection as there's rows and, and, uh, rows in each direction. You know, he got caught in this intersection for, I kid you not like an hour and a half where he, <laughs> he was stuck in the intersection talking to people and it was always somebody different. And it wasn't, uh, you know, like media guys hounding him or, you know, somebody hounding him for selfies or anything. It was like he was having long conversations with, 
you know, different, uh, different folks, uh, you know, different brand owners, different manufacturers and the, and the like. Uh, so he was very much, um, uh, it's a center of attention. Plus if you go watch the interview, uh, Eric, thank you for saying that. Um, other than I led off with, uh, calling it TPE 2020, um, <laughs> the, uh, <laughs> the, uh, the interview was great because I didn't say much. If I don't have much to say, then that means it's going pretty well. Uh, but we even, he had a lot to say even, uh, off air, uh, even more so off air, I think, um, you know, about kind of the direction of the industry itself and, um, and uh, PCA and CRA and TAA and all these different uh, acronyms uh, and how, you know, we kind of need to get to the point where we're, you know, pulling the rope in the same direction and not fighting over petty little things. And then, of course, he started to fight over petty little things. <laughs> wow. But, but it, it, well, it, maybe not petty little things. But, uh, yeah, I'm, not, I'm rambling at this point. But, yeah, he, it's, it's, I've known, I've, Eric, we've covered this industry, this industry for a while, Coop, so have you. And he's, he's definitely uh, a different person. I think. Oh yeah. Uh, as, far, as far as the industry is concerned, and like the role that he's playing in the industry than he has been in the past few years, for sure. Yeah, ten, you go back ten years ago, very different Pete Johnson. Not that he was a bad guy. Not that he was a bad guy. Just no. a different. And you see him like, yeah, mm-hmm. just seeing him do this, and, and it's a ver- I mean, it's amazing. I mean, it's just the transformation I've seen is amazing. I can't. Th- I can't think of a better guy to um, sort of start to take the reins than Pete. Yeah. He seems like the perfect guy. You know. Yeah. Uh, Coop, now you brought up as your loser Gurkha. You want to make a comment on that? Okay, so Gurkha, this is not a knock-on. They've always been really supportive of me and everything. So, But, look, foot traffic in the Gurkha booth was way down this year. And, um, you know, it was noticeable. Gurkha's always been one of the more busier groups, right? I don't know what their sales numbers were. I, you know, I'm not going to try to because no, talking about sales numbers is stupid because nobody ever discloses them. But there was just a noticeable less energy in that booth, just less foot traffic. And I know they had the same size booth in the past, right? But two years ago, I would say attendance was, you know, it was a little more, but it was more, there was more hustle in that booth. So I don't know if they're still struggling from the fallout from Kaizad last summer. My, my feeling is they are still struggling with that. Well, that was what I took away from that. I think yeah, you're on to it, Coop, but one of the things was a lot of these brands – noticeably, you know, scaled down, and they didn't. So, you know, you can – Alec Bradley is a teeny little booth, you know, like, and so they can fill it really easily. Yeah, it was like the right – they made it – they right-sized it. They right-sized the booth. Gurkha didn't do that, and it it just made it look even worse. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) I I have something to follow up on that when we get to another winner and loser, so I'm just going to kind of say, yeah, I understand what you're saying with that. All right, I think that's a great point. That's a teaser. <laughs> I love it. Off-brand. <laughs> All right, Robbie, give me a winner and a loser. Uh, the winner, the obvious winner for me, was uh, Crown Heads and Ace Prime. Yeah. Um, and uh, an obvious loser, I think, probably uh, for some of the same reasons. Well, maybe not some of the same reasons, but it was Miami Cigar Co. Miami Cigar Company. Really? Uh, big time. Big time. I I didn't see that one. Okay. Uh, they had a big booth. Did you miss them completely? Or? I did, but the, but you know they had product. They had a decent amount of traffic when I was in there. That's surprising to me. I, I I saw I well I I stopped. I walked in. I think on the one, they were a little bit busy on the first day. Yeah, okay. Uh, by the third day, what's the um Jason? What's his name? Jason. Jason Wood. Can, Jason Wood was just sitting there. All day, the third day. We walked by. 
several times. And I honestly don't know why we didn't go in to interview him. We should have in retrospect. Uh, but we, it seemed like we were always on our way somewhere else. But I, it, I just look over in there and get a little bit depressed because it was mm. empty. Empty, empty, empty. I, I think your, uh, your, your winner is a good pick. I mean, crown heads mm. seem to be killing it the whole entire time for sure. But for the exact opposite reason, I, I picked crown heads and ace prime as a winner. I, I'm kind of lumping them together. Yeah. They're not really the same brand, but they're, I mean, they shared a booth, but that, I mean, we, we had, we tried to make appointments with Miguel and we missed one. And then, um, we set up others. And every time I got there, it was just crowded, 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 you know, come back in a few minutes, come back in a few minutes. And, uh, even on, we waited until the last day. <clears throat> they were actually the last interview that we did. Uh, and, and one of my favorites as well, but even on that last day, it was, it was still busy. I didn't know there were any other, any, any retailers in there. They were all in that booth. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And, and I'll tell you something. They did the best job. The two companies, crown heads and ACE prime with the PCA exclusives, which in my opinion were a complete flop, except yes. for a few, few exceptions. They put together cigars that were packaged and blended that what a PCA exclusive should be. They did a mm-hmm. tremendous job with those cigars. Yeah, yeah, it wasn't just a size extension or anything like that. It wasn't like check like a that. box. It wasn't like yeah. check a box. They re- it, that sergeant was yeah. amazing. Yeah. Yeah, that was uh, – I, I haven't smoked any of them yet. Um, but, um, yeah, they did uh, – and they put, helped put on the, the initial party. and Absolutely. Uh, which uh, – whatever <laughs> that was. But, um, yeah, I, I think they crushed it on all, on all sides. I, I agree. All right, Jordan, let's go to you. Uh, winner and a loser. Oh, I have uh, Dunbarton as a winner, and I'll go with, surprisingly, Ferriotego as a loser. Oh. Mm. I really, Michael, I mean, Michael's my, fav- my favorite dude in the industry, and I was really, <laughs> that's kind of why he's on the loser bracket for me, is really looking forward to seeing the brand debut. Instead, you know, he ended up, it's not his fault, but he ended up, he didn't have the product, and he ended up having to just sponsor, a, like, a smoking lounge. <laughs> Uh, at the show, so it wasn't, re- wasn't really a booth. It kind of looked like a booth, but like, so you like go over, like, oh, uh, oh, it's not a booth. It was confusing. Yeah, it would have. I mean, yeah, you're right. It, we c- you can't blame Michael. I'm sure he did everything he could, but it was disappointing. This would have been a really nice launching pad to, you know, had he had some stuff to show and whatnot. But, um, but at the same time, I, oh, I can't give anything away. But uh, I'm just gonna say that my favorite interview might have been. Might have been him because he's so freaking funny. It's hilarious. He's the greatest guy yeah. in the world. I love that guy. Yeah, do. All right. Uh, my first winner and loser bracket. Uh, winner, uh, mid-level companies that attended. Uh, Crown Heads, Espinosa, Tatawahe. Is, is not, they're almost a big brand. But, you know, like the guys that um, you would normally would have think of as a, as a mid-sized company. Those guys won because the really big guys weren't there. So they were able to sort of like step up. Uh, on the ladder, if you will, and um, seemed like all of those companies, CLE, um, all those companies did really, really well uh, because the big, uh, big, big guys weren't there, and so it kind of retailers went right to these guys almost first, you know, maybe, and so that they're a winner. Uh, my first loser is uh, medium to small companies that didn't go because you could have got in on that uh, sort of that rush of retailers looking for. For something to buy at the uh, at the trade show, what do you think of that, Coop? No, I agree with you on, on both of those points. Coop uh, is now yeah, just a nailed, mirror. I think you nailed that. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. What's what's happening, Coop? I can't he see you anymore. Slowly disappearing. <laughs> well, <laughs> oh, oh, there he is. He's in a. Uh, <laughs> so so what happened is 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 Coop's in some sort of a time warp, yes. and sometimes right. he he exists and sometimes he doesn't. 
I was trying to. Yeah, that so was weird how that happened. But I, see, I, I was looking at the frame and I'm cut off. So when you went to full screen, I saw it was happening. <laughs> All right, Coop, uh, here's your second set uh, winner and a loser. Okay. Um, the winner. This is going to be a controversial one, but I'm going to pick it. Good. Scott Pierce. Oh, PGA wow. director. Okay. And the loser are the economy of scale of these booths. Mm. Okay. So let's talk about Scott. You know, look, Scott had. They were coming off an atrocious trade show two years ago, okay? They were coming up a lot of stuff. They had challenges. They had, you know, they had all the challenges. They had a reduced staff. Look, was the show perfect? Absolutely not, okay? It, and But I do feel he, he did a good job. He was very accessible during this trade show. So if we needed to talk to him on something, ask him something, we found him, we got to him, we talked to him, you know, Previous PCA leadership were invisible. You couldn't find them for four days, right? But Scott was available, and it was not hard to get to him. So, like I said, I think they have a lot more work to do, and we'll certainly be talking about that. But I'm going to give Scott. Uh, I'm going to give Scott a winner on this show. I think under his leader. I think under his leadership, they did the best they could under the circumstances here. All right. Um, and I have questions. Yeah. Go ahead, Robbie. <laughs> I, I mean, it, it, Coop. It sounds like you're giving him like a gold star just for showing up. No, I'm not giving him a gold star. I'm giving him a uh, – he was available. You know, I felt that he did the best he could, right? Yeah, yeah. I understand that part where you're going with. But the accessibility is really, I think, the key thing, why I'm going to give him a winner. Okay. okay. More I'm so than trying, the other people. Yeah. I'm yeah, not trying I to think be a fair, jerk, but No, I think like your comment was, is fair. I think your comment is totally fair. Partic- I'm not giving him a participation trophy. Yeah. The bar was so low. I mean, really, he just had to – like, the, build, the lights stayed on, and the building didn't collapse. So, yay. I, I don't know. That's I don't know. Maybe I'm well, being a little too hard. Well, but you're right. They did have a lot of things that they were battling. Of course, they had to lay off people and, and all that stuff. And I get that. I right. do get that. Um, but man, I'll tell you that first. And maybe this should have been one of my losers. But that first night when we had to walk through that gigantic, empty one third of the of the the hall, and and realize that holy crap, there's nobody here. And we're like walking towards the back. I'm thinking, how are we even? Is there even anything going on back here? Yeah, yeah there was a party. Yeah. No signage. Put up a drape, something to make it so I don't see how yeah. empty this hall is. It's usually filled with booths. It was industrial looking. Look, there were things. Like I said, this was not a perfect show by any means. Mm. And no, my, I, loser, I, I, yeah, yeah. my loser factors into what you just said too. Mm-hmm. Now, Sorry, now, what was your loser? Yeah, Give what was the loser? Economy of scale. These booths look like shit. That's all I can say. <laughs> I did not like these empty, wide booths with the minimal, minimalist cabinets. Look, I understand that the booths, you know, that we've seen in the past, too elaborate, too expensive. Oh. But there has to be a happy medium. This looks like a flea market, okay? Mm. This is the Premium Cigar <laughs> Association trade show here. What are we doing? I understand. You're going to tell me that show looked good? Are you guys actually going to tell me that show looked good this well, year? Well, we have to wait till we get to some of our losers. <laughs> okay, okay and, and you mentioned, Rob mentioned the whole, well, you guys mentioned walking in that empty hallway. The industrial feel of the opening night party. The industrial feel of the after hours lounge, which no one showed up for. Okay? They, there's got, I mean, come on. <laughs> yeah. I, there's no, I, you've got. And if people tell me these booze are great, stop it. You, you, yeah. People drink the Kool Aid. Stop. You can't tell me. Look, I love Pete. Can you tell me Pete's boot looked great? It was. It was just. I, it was minimalist. It was, it was minimalist. It, yeah. it was. But you can't really. Like, I, 
I do like his backdrops. I'll have to say I like the backdrops, and he knows why. But everything else, maybe we'll get maybe we'll get into it more as we go on. I don't want to get hung up on this. All right, uh, Robbie, give me a winner and a loser. Oh, let me pull up my list here. Not kidding. I, I, I got all excited arguing with Papa Coop. That's close uh, <laughs> my close my list. Uh, so I had I had Gurkha as a loser, but we'll uh, we'll skip that. And I think this one. Now, Coop, you cannot argue with me that this booth was ever busy, and was the right size or scale or anything or looked good in any way. Was the Ashton booth? Mm. It was oh, I have. Wow. A, it, was it was like it was horrible. They, they, they had a wall, and it looked like like tables set up like they were in some kind of I don't I don't know in the cafeteria at high school. That's my point. It, and they had more. Had one of those beautiful booths two years ago. They had more tables than people in the convention hall, and they didn't have enough people working to work the tables. Um, I think the most I ever saw in that booth were probably ten people, and five of them were five or six of them were working there. Well, and especially was, since they were like one of the first booths that you see. You know, right that, that's front. usually a great spot to be, but you just walked yeah. right past it because you didn't even think that that was a booth. <laughs> yeah, right. It, it almost looked like a like a, a a business center in a hotel or something where you could sit down and get a little work done if you needed to. <laughs> it, uh, yeah, it just it was. Uh, I'm a little I'm a little spicy today. That's it was good. It was I like terrible. that. I want the it, spicy. It, it was terrible. Uh, so that's a loser. Did I pick a winner? No. Um, Oh, so I guess this kind of falls into what what you said, Eric, earlier. Some of the smaller brands, but to me, the the, the brands that uh, that Sutliff picked up to distribute, there's some. They had four, I think, four smaller brands in there. They had Matilde, Patina, uh, I think Terrazona was in there. Adventura. Uh, Adventura. So they they had like five or six because there's another one. Los, um, Los Cobos is Cobos. Is that how you yeah, say? Yeah. So they they had several of them, and that booth was always crowded. Now, granted, you've got seven. Uh, brands or eight brands in the small little space, it's always going to look crowded. But if it looks crowded, it draws other people to come to it. So there were people waiting to get into that booth that I would see. And uh, for, I mean, personally, you guys all know that Mo is one of my favorites, oh, the yeah. owner of Patina. Yeah. So to see that much traffic in there, it just made me feel really good. And those are great brands. I mean, uh, Matilde is, is a great brand. Terrazona hasn't been around for a while, but uh, um, <clears throat> what was the other one you mentioned? Adventura? The, uh, there's, yeah. a, there's some there was some good stuff good stuff going on in there so it was it was good to see that yeah that was a good pick Robbie and here's why several retailers who I would call the big retailers the TAA type of retailers right they have relationships with Sutliff right they were in that booth several times and guess what they were intrigued by some of these brands there were brands they hadn't heard of they were brands that they wanted to learn more about no brands that they ended up buying that they probably wouldn't have bought if these other brands were in these little 10 by 10 booths Home, the only thing that I think was let down is the PCA did not have these companies listed on the list. So you didn't know they were there unless you mm-hmm. uh, knew they were with Sutliff. And Sutliff never bothered to, to tell people who they were distributing. That was the one probably to but Definitely a winner in my book. I yeah. think you're right. Definite winner. All right, Jordan. Uh, you got a winner and a loser? Um, uh, we kind of got mentioned in passing, but I was going to go with the uh, opening night party as the loser. Uh, winner, uh, I could go Espinosa. All right, go, tell us why. Uh, yeah, I mean, like Robbie said, just walking through this this giant empty hall that used to be filled with booths, and then you kind of didn't know where the where the party was, and you get back there, and then it's just it's behind, it's kind of like in the food court, and just that juxtaposition of we just got done with TPE, 
two months ago, and it was the craziest opening night party uh, you've ever seen. Uh, right. You know, just right back to back like that really was, uh, was startling. <laughs> a letdown. And then Espinosa <laughs> as a winner because they were just they rocked the Come entire on. time. Come on, they had sarsaparilla in their stinking booth. Get out of here! <laughs> they were very, very no, they busy were the, it, in, though, yeah. the entire time. They, I, they were. They I, were. I, I tried to talk to Eric at least four times. I, got, I think I got to talk to him once, and uh, yep. he was just—he was rocking. I didn't want to bug him because he was so busy. So I talked to Hector and and Jack, which is a total letdown. Just kidding. Uh, I love those guys, <laughs> but yeah, they were they were swamped. All right, I'll go with my second uh, winner and loser. Uh, winner. Uh, the retailers that did attend the show, I think, uh, w- did really well. They were able to, this time, probably have the pick of the litter. They were able to pop into just any booth. Yeah, I mean, there wasn't a ton of them, but if you did go, you probably got some deals, and you were able to talk to anybody that you wanted to without any issue whatsoever. Uh, my loser on this one is the uh, PCA event planner. Look, I planners i get it i know it was you were under tough circumstances i know that i get all of that but part of the problem is only a month and a half ago was tpe and and they were under the same maybe even worse yep. uh situation yeah we had and to wear masks at that one it's, come on you know tpe seemed like a convention like it there was aisle talkers there was you know they they every everything about it was seemed like a trade show you know and and this show just seemed like it seemed like, like kind of Coop, you mentioned this earlier. It was like, oh, we've got this empty convention hall. Maybe we should just do something with it this weekend and just put your booths in there. Yeah. There was no, there was no pomp, no circumstance at all. Not, no signage. No, it, it didn't seem like you said. It seemed like a flea market. And look, man, when you're paying big money to go. Um, and it's expensive. I mean, even for us media guys, yeah, we don't pay a ton to PCA, and we we hope that that you know we want that money to go to help with what they do. But at the same time, we're paying for airlines, we're paying for food and housing, and it's it is expensive. You want it to seem like an event, you know, and I just doesn't seem like it was like an it, event. It, yeah, I mean, but I I also put a lot of that on the manufacturers as well as the organization. How do you? I mean, showing up with booze like that, I just. I don't I don't know what you're thinking. These booths, a lot of these, I mean, Fuente obviously had a beautiful booze, right? But, I mean, some of these booths were just like, why? Yeah, it was rough. Why come? All right, uh, final winner and final loser, Coop. Okay, so we already covered this winner already. It was Crown Heads Ace Prime. So I think we hit all the points on that. I won't go okay. do that again. The loser are the companies that are now deciding to skip day four or pack up and leave early mm. on day four. <laughs> Yeah, and, <laughs> yeah, so come on. I mean, is this if you're signing up to go to the Premium Cigar Association trade show and it's three and a half days, then work the three and a half days. And, you know, Warped was gone on day four. OK, Aaron Loomis was covering the warp booth on day four in your <laughs> dojo video. Did you see that? Oh, yeah, we'll play, <laughs> we'll, we'll play that. <laughs> yeah, he's sitting in there doing that, right? Caldwell, we'll get to him a little later, right? I mean, but, 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 I mean, he was gone. And look, Bear had an award to give to Tony Bellotto, okay, for his Cigar of the Year. And guess what? We didn't know that they were leaving. Like, so we got to that. We were on that part of the floor on day four. Gone. Gone, right? But there were other companies that were packing up early. Gurkha started packing that stuff up early, and I don't pick it on him, but then I didn't get to see him. Right. I, I think this is a, I think this one has to go back to the PCA, and they have to decide, are they going to do a three-and-a-half-day show? And to make sure that, look, if you're going, there's going to be penalties if you leave the show early. 
Because mm. again, retailers and us, we're spending money to be there that extra day. It's costing us money too. And if let's and we're, you're missing key booths or key appointments, um, that's a waste of my money. It's a waste of everyone's money there. So I think it was very disrespectful that people were packing up and going home. There was one booth that did tell me they had to go home early, and and that was I understood that one. That was the cattle baron guys. They did have to, so, you know, but still, they, I think you still have to be there the whole show. I, I did hear, uh, I know you, you don't really traffic in these, Coop, but I did hear a rumor that, um, I don't know why I said traffic. That's an interesting choice of words. Uh, like you're running Coke or something. Um, <laughs> uh, that uh, that, the, that Warped had to, had something came up with a shipment of something or other and they had to go early. So, speaking of running stuff but uh anyway you, got, you gotta have you gotta have a plan i mean you gotta have some plans with this i don't know what to yeah. tell you this is well you, you just gave another company i'm picking on you today coop that's <laughs> fair gave, i mean even, you gave another even the cattle baron should have said they said yeah. should have made something to their customers on you that said that, I mean, I, they I, had an they've apparently yeah. had an excuse the other i mean the, the the elephant in the room was the one that just didn't we'll get into that now yeah. is it just me or i feel like this happens every year there's uh, every but, single but, time but, there's like four booths that just leave but now it's 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 more I mean, noticeable it was, when there's only 35 booths. Uh, yeah, it was more noticeable this year, and you know, but there were booths like I said that were they were packed up by a, like they were starting to pack up at 11. Once the products off the shelves, I have no interest in covering the booths because we're so product focused, right? So I can't take pictures of these products anymore, right? You know, and and usually the stakeholders are wandering the floor at that point as well. All so, right, uh, that's a that's a great one. I knew I pretty much knew that was going to be on your list, Coop. Yeah. Um, Robbie, uh, last winner, last loser. Uh, both of them might have been taken, so I'm gonna co- I'm gonna go off the cuff here. Uh, you guys, Coop, were you at TPE? No, I wasn't. Okay, so Eric and Jordan, this is just gonna go for you. How were there? Was there a large number of uh, manufacturers that were at both? Yeah, I think so. Mm-hmm. Okay, well then they're they're winners, I think, if yeah. they if they went to both because mm. they probably crushed it. Uh, <laughs> I know that's <clears throat> that's a little that's a little weak, but my other winner was Espinosa. Which, for the, all the same reasons that you guys talked about, first off, they had the sassy. Second of all, it was just crazy, crazy busy there all the time. That was kind of our unofficial meeting place, because I lost Randy like seven times. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Like he just he's walking around, it's like starts chasing butterflies or something. And and I uh, and I just like I don't know where this guy is. And he's got my phone. I feel naked and alone, like the television <laughs> show. So I went and hung out by you know guys I knew that would. <clears throat> You know, protect me being naked and alone, being Hector and, and all those guys. Like they, right. they, they, they'd keep me safe. Um, so I spent a lot of time over there because Randy kept disappearing. But yeah, they were always busy. My other loser was Gurkha, um, <clears throat> but I, I don't know if I need another loser. I think we're good. Okay. <laughs> all right, Jordan, what's your final winner and loser? Well, they're almost. They've all been taken. My other loser was Gurkha, but then, uh, and I can also kind of glom off of Coop on this one here. I feel like you could do Caldwell as the winner and the loser because mm. they. They made a big splash with their subtle, their simplistic booth, and then they also kind of like ruined it at the end with the early exit in the in the social media that post. Was, that booth was horrible. I'm sorry. Well, that like, booth was horrible. I had, I had other. Was so artistic. That was a horrible booth. It's you know, it's, it's their shtick. It, it it's a their shtick. And I had other booths that you know the guys don't usually. They, yeah. Some of these guys don't walk around the whole place. I had other booths tell us, uh, you know what I'm going to do next year? I'm just going to have. Nothing. It's just going to be a Please table and don't. a couple of chairs, and we were like, "Yeah, Caldwell did that." And so, like, it's it was it was it was, it was good. <laughs> you know, one last point on, on warped and Caldwell. How about apologizing? How about an email apologizing to those attendees and hey, my customers, my media. I'm sorry I didn't get to meet with you. You know, 
okay, if there was, that's simp, that's a simple remedy. If I would have got an email from Warp saying they apologize, it was something that came up. Guess what? I wouldn't even have them on the list. Gotcha. I wouldn't even. That I, wouldn't even. I, yeah. I could see you getting that from Warped or that other kettle brand that you mentioned before. You're not getting that from Caldwell. Well, I mean, again, that's what it would have saw. I, that wouldn't have been on the list if I had gotten emails on on stuff like yeah. that. Gotcha. Not not like an email saying like we, we're going to get burritos. And look, I love Robert. He's a great guy, but I disagree with him. I'm, I I I told him I wasn't judging him on this, and I guess I, um, in my article I didn't. But tonight, I guess I am judging as I think about it more. So mm. sorry, Robert. Well, yeah. Hey, that's the point of these shows. You got to speak. Yeah, you got to yeah, speak your I mind. Guess. But it's more the general issue of leaving early. Right, right. You know, the the stuff that left behind and mess in the booze. I'm not going to judge that because I don't know what happened there. So it's the part about leaving early that I was more upset about. Right. Right. All right, my final uh, winner and loser. I'm going to pick. Uh, I I almost could have thrown these guys into an emerging brand, but I'll tell you why I didn't in a minute. Um, a little teeny tiny booth. Um, cost at 19.10. They were right across the street from uh, Perdomo. And uh, near the J.C. Newman booth, the reason I'm giving them an, an emerging or not emerging brand, but a, a, a winner classification on this is their booth was it was nice. Like they they tried hard. Obviously, it was clean. Um, it, it they they brought in the mariachi band that one day, and then the mariachi band played. I know that drove uh, Alec Bradley crazy because they were right across <laughs> the ruined hall. a couple of our interviews, ruined a couple of interviews. But still, at the same time, like that's what I remember brands doing at this show is yes. is is really trying hard, even if they were a small brand. And so I think that they got some notice. Plus, they also sent out some stuff prior to the show, letting people know what they were all about. The reason I didn't put them, I could have picked them as an emerging brand, which we'll talk about later in the show. Is I the cigar I don't think is ready and uh, that 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 hurt I think um, yeah I smoked it and it it wasn't great at this moment hopefully that could change uh, but that's just my thoughts on Casa nineteen ten really neat guys though that's a it's a company I, I regret I didn't get to them but uh, Aaron Nielsen did go to them and and he uh, yeah he was impressed with them too yeah they're they are it's all out of Mexico which is kind of unique yeah. and different yeah. so uh, good for them they they made a bit of a splash. My final loser is the cigar industry as a whole. Um, <laughs> it's rough. I mean, just perfect. Just everything. Right. I mean, all this combined. The uh, the the PCA, the event planning, the people that that didn't go. I mean, just the state of everything. Like, you know, uh, two thousand fourteen or fifteen. I can't remember when we were in New Orleans. Like this show was. It was everything. I mean, it was the our. Our industry, our premium cigar industry, was rocking and rolling, man. And I know that there was things brewing back then, but you couldn't tell it from the show. If you went to the show, you felt like you went to uh, any other great trade show uh, for any other industry. It felt awesome. Like, it's just, and I'm not blaming, I'm not p placing blame on either side. I'm placing blame on all sides on this one. It's just sad that we go to the, the 2021 show and it's just... Just didn't seem like a a, a a billion dollar industry trade show or whatever we are. I mean, it just didn't seem that way at all to me. Um, I don't know if that's unfair or not, boys, but I think well, it's I think I, it's spot on. I think it's fair. I mean, like I said the, the way that I there were other other you know there was another trade show that was going on next door. I don't think their trade show looked like ours. Right. No, they were all superstars. Superstars. <laughs> they yeah. were superstars. They were superstar interests. One thing I will say, though, I, I'll, I will go with a winner here that I, I kind of skipped the last one because I said Espinosa. But I will say the winner, and I think the winner of the last few years has been cigar smokers. Mm. I don't think there's ever been a better time to be a cigar smoker. 
There's so yeah. much. I mean, we've been doing this for a while, boys, and there is so much product out there. There's so much stuff. Dapper is a company I want to talk about here in a little yeah, bit. We, we, I've never even, I never even, they're right down the road for me, actually. And I've never smoked any of their cigars, but they have like seven or eight blends. There's so much product and there's so many big companies that are coming out with such great stuff that, I, I don't know, I just think it's it's a great time to be a cigar smoker. So I'll say cigar smokers are a winner. Yeah, you know, the other thing I'll just say real quick is, and this may be a product because of some of the downfoot traffic, but the media was treated really well this year by most of the mm. companies. Mm-hmm. We really were. I mean, the yeah. booze I got into that I never got into before, so... <laughs> I think um, that's something that PCA has done right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. With the the, me, the media hour in the morning and all that stuff. Yeah. And I mean, we never took advantage of it because we're lazy, but it's <laughs> you know it's there to 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 do. Yeah. Uh, I think yeah. we took advantage of a little bit of it, but I, that's a good point, Coop. Yep. Ashton, Padron. I mean, we had much more access this time around. So <laughs> Ashton wasn't busy, man. Well, look, look <laughs> regardless, regardless, the conversations I had with them were, ter- were fantastic. So, uh, and they were very aware of what a lot of us were doing. That's what surprised me too. Yeah. yeah. All right, boys, uh, go to the commercial. Jordan, we come back from commercial. We'll do a little quick time lapse of the show so people that are watching can get a, uh, a feel for the show, what it was like. Um, but, folks, this show uh, is sponsored by JR Cigars, one of the world's largest online cigar stores. JR's inventory ranges from everyday bundled cigars to incredibly high end boxes, plus a large selection of cigar accessories. This year, JR Cigar is celebrating their 50th anniversary. They will be celebrating all year long with amazing promotions, contests, sweepstakes, and several limited-run projects with some of your favorite manufacturers. Join JR in celebrating 50 years of excellence and stock up on your favorite cigars today. Thank you, JR. Uh, Folks, if you are tuning into the show and you want to get a feel for what the show was like, uh, we're going to play a time-lapse. Now, keep in mind, uh, to be fair to, to the PCA, this was on the final day of the show, so it, it will for sure look less busy than it did the first three days, but it gives you the scope, at least, of the show. Yeah. So let's go ahead and, uh, it's about three minutes long, let's go ahead and uh, check out this, check out this time lapse. So boys, you can comment if you want as we're going, because they can hear us here. So uh, Oscar okay. was busy the whole time, there he was. Placencia had Placencia a c- booth. Yeah. Placencia booth is the same, you know. Gran Habano booth sort of looked <clears throat> a little bit like uh, they were selling like maybe ladies early. ladies shoes or something. <laughs> yeah, I'm not 100 percent sure. New Fuente oh, booth. Most of my outfits. Look at most this. Of my outfits oh. would have matched that. Yeah, there's Probably. the there's that's the coolest that's one the right best there. Booth right there. We're all gonna pick that. JC Newman. I'm yeah. I'm guessing. Alec Bradley did a nice job. Yeah, Alec Bradley booth was very classy. I liked that a lot. Placencia was busy a lot of the shows. Placencia was yeah. very busy. Yeah. There's so was Oscar. That's another one that I had there. Now you might yeah. see oh, that was that me. Was you. That, right there, you missed it, but there was the two. There was two ash yeah. two ashtrays. That's where called the was. <laughs> Huge. Um, now see this same booth as always for Rocky. Yeah, Rocky. Yeah, uh, that's the typical Rock, Rocky booth. But they seem to be doing well. Mm-hmm. Boom. Oh, same booth as usual for Padron. Padron's booth. Yep. They, always busy. You no. Know. Uh, Zyker had a, sh- had a nice footprint there. The quality importers guys. Bovita does it. Bovita, 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 Bovita. Yeah, whatever. They do want. a nice job. They Toma- always do a nice tomato, job. Tomato, tomato. You know, crown heads. Crown head. There it is. There it there is. is. There's There's nobody there. there. That's what I'm talking about when you walked in and you see that. It, it, it looks like <laughs> just. Sealy. Yeah, I, you guys said that. Okay. Sorry to pick on them, but Crux looks nice. That was a nice looking booth. And yeah, uh, much smaller. Uh, no, James Brown was the same. Now there's the Espinosa booth. As you can see, look at it. It's swamped. 
And uh, the Kane, Kane booth. Old that Kane poor guy with the Kane. Was hey, who would pick that booth location? <laughs> he just, it was, he was stuck in a really raw spot. Kristoff <laughs> really? was surprisingly large. Yeah. yeah, yeah, they did, they did a nice They kept job. that same booth. Saga actually AJ. cut that booth down. Saka. Yeah. It's the one time New Saka's booth. booth wasn't overflowing. Uh, that's those booths I thought was a little disappointing. It was nice. AJ's, uh, booth, it was just... AJ's booth was tiny. Yeah. AJ's yeah. booth was very tiny for, again, a brand like that. Yeah, right, right. Jordan, you went right through, went through the Kristoff booth. That's it. Illusioni. No product. Kind of... the, uh, Dion's got a ton of stuff coming, but nothing yeah. ready. Yeah. Aganorsa was killing it. Uh, yeah. And Terrence was killing yeah. it. Of course. There's Pete. There's Pete's booth. This is Pete's booth. It was like my, just, it was my father. Look at my father. Yeah, they, they usually minimalist. look like a jewelry store. Okay, so that's just a smoking lounge right there. Now you're gonna I have see, a smoking lounge where you can smoke everywhere. Pretty soon you're gonna see you're gonna see Aaron Loomis in the warped. Yeah, look here. on the right side uh, coming up. <laughs> He's just there he is. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Now look at all this space. Look at here. all this empty. This here. is the best part of the show. Now that's that. just a tiny. Oh, bam! That's just wow. a tiny little glimpse of how empty it was. Now to keep people in mind, we used to go back this far. Right. I mean, so you. Oh yeah. And you'd have the whole other oh, side. The Jordan, whole other. That was a nice ending there, Jordan. Well done. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's, he's pretty good. At the but, end there, I was just kind of looking around like, there's got to be a PCA sign somewhere around here. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, you planned it. Totally Yeah, I did. It. All right, so uh, we've been through our winners and our losers, and we've uh, discussed quite a bit of this. we got to get into the, the drama pretty soon. But before we do that, um, Coop, is there one or two uh, emerging brands from the show that's impressed you? Yeah, I have two. Um, I'll just say them. I think everyone's going to have this one, though. Ace Prime. They're still an emerging brand. A lot of people don't know who they are yet. You know, again, if you're following what we do, you know who they are. But a lot of retailers don't know who they are. And Dapper, I think mm. Dapper had a very good show. Uh, I think they benefited from a good booth location. And I agree with all. With you, if you guys have, you guys have started smoking the Dapper stuff. Yeah. Uh, great stuff. Ian's really Ian Reed, who owns the company, really on top of his game there. Okay. So I think those are two emerging brands to really watch. Nice, uh, Robbie. I'm, hold on, I was checking into the dojo verse here. Uh, let's see. I've got <coughs> emerging brands. Uh, Dapper was one of my emerging brands. Oh, wow. Uh, I, you know, I felt like every time I walked by their booth, it, it felt a little empty. But at the same time, this was the first time I really had any interaction with them. And like I said, they're in Fresno, which is right down the road. Um, but uh, I smoked the Siempre uh, Sun Grown. That's a really good cigar, man. Really good cigar. And Eric, uh, we, we both fired up some Dapper at the same time, yeah. and we were impressed. Um, another emerging brand I have is uh, is Cavalier. I think mm, that yeah. uh, <clears throat> that booth, uh, Sebastian, I believe, uh, is the guy uh, yep. who runs that company. We I know that we did do an interview with them. They're the ones with the little gold, uh, I don't know, triangle or diamond yep. on their, on uh, on the the wrappers there. But um, they seem they had a nice placement right next to. Uh, Illusione, and it, it felt like there was some synergy between them. I don't think they have any sort of connection, but uh, it felt like, you know, you, you go see Dion, it's like, oh, who's this guy right next door? So I think he benefited a, a bit from his location as well. Uh, they seem to be uh, to be quite busy. That's a, a brand that I really want to dive into. Wanted to get an interview with Sebastian, but again, he was busy, and he's wearing pink pants, so I got to <laughs> respect the guy. Yeah, he's an awesome guy. Awesome, good, makes move. good product, too. Yep. All right, uh, Jordan, you got a emerging brand or two? I was also going to say Dapper, so this is a nice little trend well, there. It's a, t- um, it's a trend. But uh, I also liked Jake Wyatt. Uh, I think just like Casa 1910, they did a good job of making themselves known right before the show. Uh, and when you go, we checked them out, they, they were cool dudes, and you know they got their own, they got their own factory. There, 
I kind of don't like the whole, you know, every, all the boutiques nowadays are doing these barber poles in the foot and the head. Um, but All the ornamental All the ornamental stuff. Tobacco. I'm not a fan of that, but I smoked the first one I've had uh, just before the show. Their whole thing was they fo- are focusing on more mild profiles, but like full in flavor. And it was a mm. it was a different flavor profile. Uh, I'm gonna let the le- the rest of them acclimate, but it was a you know a nice floral kind of uh, profile to it. I, I kind of liked it. You know, I I agree with uh, all of your guys' picks. I also uh, had Jake White on mine just because I think they did a, a good job pre-show of saying, hey, uh, look, you know, they had really cool photography and they really showed off their product really really well. The booth was good. The guy the um, the guy that I interviewed, I can't think of his name right now. I feel terrible, but uh, he was. Very knowledgeable, super friendly, accommodating. So uh, look for Jake Wise. Seems like they kind of have a, a good thing going. I'll give them uh, credit on that for sure. All right. Uh, next topic is these guys are can no longer be thought of as a small brand. Now, Coop, you can pick two or three of these. Now, this this question is a bit vague because you, you know you could it, it could be a brand that's relatively large that got even bigger, or it could be like a teeny brand that got kind of big. So. It doesn't really matter. Just a brand that nowadays the the stakes have been risen for these guys. They they kind of have to p- perform and have a good show each year now because people have higher expectation. Yeah, I mean, I don't know if the show made them a made made a difference because I think before before the show I would have answered the same for this company. But and and he's probably not gonna be happy. I'm saying this, but I'm gonna say Crown Heads. Hmm. I think Crown Heads now look they're making TAA cigars. They're making cigars for some of the bigger catalog companies. Their, their cigars are always a hit. They've got about 10 regular production lines right now. They're dealing with four factories. So I think it's really crown heads right now. I just wouldn't put them you know, in the same like comp- in the group as like a Cavalier we just talked about or Jake Wyatt. They're, they're much bigger than that right now. Certainly, yeah. Way, way bigger. Yeah. yeah. Uh, do you have any other ones that, you, that, pop, that poke out at you or no? That I mean, that would be. I mean, that's probably the main one I would put. I All don't right. think I really have another one yet. So. All right, Robbie. Uh, brands that are no longer thought of as small. Um, I'm going to echo the uh, the Crown Heads sentiment, um, <clears throat> and it, it's we've talked about Crown Heads a lot, and I, I think I've even mentioned this on a show that the, one of the first shows that I did when I joined the dojo a couple years back, we did. Uh, and I really hope this actually happened on that show because I know we've done it. I think it was that show where we did the cigar stock market. And one of the company, it was like buy or sell the company, and one of the companies was Crowned Heads. And I think my my stock advice was to sell. Uh, don't show Patrick Larkin's comments. <laughs> it's, it's not everything is about you, Patrick. Uh, no, he totally uh, got a uh, shout out. John to- totally gave him a shout out at the end of the interview. But it's funny because Crowned Heads burst onto the scene. They were fire. And uh, what was it, 2012, 13? 14 just right. fire everything was everything was hot and then they kind of dipped down and really started surging back a couple a couple years back and now you know teamed up with ace prime uh they are i mean they're they're <clears throat> to the moon as uh, as the kids that are investing in the uh in the doge coin uh like to say uh and it's funny john actually addressed that unknowingly really in uh, the interview that uh, he said you know we were we kind of got into a weird spot with we're making cigars with uh, Ernesto uh, EPC and he got so popular that they kind of got pushed to the back burner they were making stuff at, at my father and kind of the same thing happened <clears throat> you know my father starts to explode with Pete and everything and, and you know just going crazy and so they got pushed 
Uh, and now they're uh, working with Ace Prime, who has access to you know some 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 new exciting tobaccos that uh, they didn't have a chance to work with before. And now they're they're kind of the focus, I guess. So they can really uh, leverage that creativity yeah. that comes from John. I think was the way that he put it. Uh, so that's that's one of them. The other one, I don't really get it. Uh, Oscar Valadares, and I'm just gonna say it based on the fact that that booth. That's a good pick. That that would have been a good pick for a winner too. But I I wanted yeah. to save him for this. Always crowded. Good pick. Um, you know, with that uh, that leaf by Oscar, which you know isn't his cigar, but he did blend it. I think really put him on the map, and people are just all because that sells. That thing flies off the shelves. It still sells. And uh, I think uh, retailers are just pumped to get their hands on anything that's got Oscar's name on it. Yeah. And look, Oscar's got Oscar owns farms down in Honduras right now. He's becoming a power player in Honduras. So what we like, he doesn't may not have a massive portfolio with his brands, but he's you know his factory's doing a lot of stuff right now, and now he's got farms. So he's someone to really watch. I would agree. That's a great pick, Rob. Mm-hmm. Uh, Thank you, Coop. Uh, Jordan, yeah. uh, brands that can no longer be considered small anymore. Uh, I could go HVC. Um, it's crazy. Like mm. the last show we did, I felt like I barely even knew who they were. Mm. I mean, I know they've been around since 2011, but like I never noticed them until the last show. And then this show, he was just killing it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, he was. That's that. That's on my list too. So I will remove yeah, it from my list. I could also go JRE. <laughs> JRE is a great pick. Mm-hmm. That, that is a good pick. That is a great pick. Like now, I I feel like everybody's looking at JRE for the next release. Like I know I am because I love their stuff. Coop, yeah. I know you're a big fan too, Coop. Yeah, I mean, I think they were. I mean, again, the dad always owned the farm, so I don't know if I would have put him in. But as a brand, they've certainly grown. Um, and uh, Huso kind of took it a little easier this year. He just went with line extensions. But there are new projects that uh, I know he's worked on. You know, he ha- he's asked not to disclose them yet. But um, so there's a lot going on with that. They're red hot. And look, they do a cigar. Like their factory just did a cigar for United called the Abuelo. Mm-hmm. Which was incredible. It's like our team just loves that cigar right now. This Abuelo, and so he's doing things for other companies right now, and people are taking notice. Yeah, um, I will. I will go with uh, one for sure, and then I'll go with one that needs to think about it coming up in the future. Uh, one is uh, Steve Dunbarton Tobacco and Trust. I mean, there he's no longer. I mean, everybody knows of Steve, right? But now he's he's he is one of the one of the leaders, and it seems like every show. He has something that catches everybody's attention, and obviously mm-hmm. this year he he really did with uh, with his new release with the uh, pipe tobacco and stuff. But you know, Steve would he downplays his own importance and stuff, but inside he also knows how important he is. Yeah. And the, and the downplaying is just for show. Of course, who's gonna buy my cigar? <laughs> <laughs> you know, we did, it's amazing. We went almost an hour and didn't even mention Steve's name throughout that whole thing. Yeah, like, how did that not come up? Because because Steve, it's so obvious. I, I predicted him to be the big company of the show, and he really was. I mean, yeah. people were people, that booth was packed and still all star, and all those lines were selling. Right. Yeah, I I left it off my winners because I figured it, it was the most obvious one. Yeah, most right. obvious, exactly. That's we, why. we probably all did the same thing. Yeah. Now, uh, uh, one that I I'm not going to put in this category, but I want them to consider it and is getting their own booth and finally. I, there's a ton of interest around, you know, Cuba Rocanio and Protocol. Like, they, their mm. cigars sell, they, but, you know, they're just sort of, like, inside Espinosa's booth. So I'm not going to put them in this category, but I, I kind of wish that they had their own area, their own setup, because, you know, the way that the way they're, they're going could, theoretically, they could put themselves into that position if they, uh, 
kicked it up a notch or so, you know? So, and I also this had... This was the show. Go ahead. Sorry. I had HVC I were... on there as well, Jordan. HVC. I, was, well, I felt like um, I was stealing that one when I did yeah, it. Yeah, anyway. but that's okay. Sorry. That's all right. Ro- Robbie, <laughs> what, what did you have, Robbie? What I was going to say was for them to do it, this would have been the show. It would have been good. It would have been nice, you know? You know, I mean, to have your, to yeah, have your own booth, even if, even if it's just... I mean, HVC has had... Uh, Rainier's had the same booth, I think, Every, yeah, every year, that, that long, that long yeah, banner in the back yeah, with the yeah. jewelry it's counter table. Very, it's super simple. Yeah, you don't have to, yeah. and especially in a setting like this. And I know Coop that this is blasphemy to you, but you don't have to go <laughs> over the top. When when there's only you know four people. But he had a nice people. jewelry cap. He had a nice no, no, cabinet. They, they do a he's great dressed job. Dressed in a suit, he's presentable. Oh, I mean, he's it, he's, yeah. he's so smooth. But yeah. what what that's what I'm saying is that's all that uh, like I talked about. Cavalier, how they seem to go to another level. All they they did the same thing. They had a backdrop. It was like the the booths that I put together when I was with Mombacho. They were really simple, and you have a couple of cases, and that's it. That's all that uh, Protocol needed to do. Well, you Protocol know, think, had their own booth in 2019, so yeah, I feel yeah. like their mindset was like everyone's everyone's going down, so it's a good time mm. to go back they, into the Espinosa yeah, booth. That's that's a they fair point. Have, too. They didn't have like an identity in that Espinosa booth. In my opinion, and I, it was very you know, noticeable. They were just kind of off to the side. Yeah. Right. If you looked at Ace Prime and Crown Heads, they had an identity on each side of that. Clear booth, right? delineation. Yeah. If they Good just point. had a little corner panel, and they they did this a couple years ago when they were in Eskimos and Booze, where they had that identity. This time, it was very much mixed in with you. Really couldn't. T- they were just kind of in the booth, you know, and they had that. They had a shelf, and that was pretty much it. Yeah, that's, and, that was kind of my point. Was like I, I felt yeah. like if they would have had their sort of their own booth. You know, they might have been one of those brands to, to really catch some attention. And you and they should do a PCA exclusive cigar. They would do it right. Yeah. Uh, all right. And Juan, listen to me on that one. There we yeah. go. Uh, here yeah. we go. Uh, Coop, uh, your favorite booth or two of the entire show. Okay, so let me just, is this booth presentation or the content of the booth? Uh, the booth's presentation, you know, like the coolest looking, the coolest booth to walk up to. Oh, it Pre- was presentation, Fuente. not product. Yeah. Fuente, Fuente, without question. Okay. Um, I loved, I loved the. It was a little hard to tell what they had as a new product, but they, they that's always hard, no matter what kind of booth they have. That, that booth was like walking at Christmas time to Macy's in New York mm. City, and the nice. way that things were laid out and the color patterns, and it told the Fuente story, it told the history. Um, it was, and, and here's the thing, they had the nice, you go inside the booth to have your meetings with your, your representatives. Um, outside they had the, uh, the picnic tables with the umbrellas, which you can sit there and you can relax and, you know, I, they knocked it out of the park with that, um, with the, with the booth. I think that was the, the nicest booth I saw. It was excellent. Robbie, what was your favorite booth? Well, I'm going to, I'm going to leave JC Newman for you guys because <laughs> you did the interview. Okay. Um, I, I'm going to touch on two. Oveja Negra, I think they kind of do the same thing. They had a nice booth. But I dig the way that they do it, where it's like in here is all of our product, and then there's it, it stops, and then there's like this separate area to sit down and BS and you know work yeah. on sales or whatever. And uh, I, James is one of my favorites, and I know I say that I have a lot of favorites, uh, but he's I just feel like I've I've watched that company from day one, and he was super energetic. Uh, great shoes as always, uh, but the the product is cool. Uh, I, I just think that they're they are really starting to hit their stride. I think they have been over the last couple of years, and yeah. And he he kind of they they re, it reminds me of the the trajectory of Tatuaje eight or nine years ago. Like I just feel like they're really or or, or Skip 
really, if you want to put that type of uh, label on it. But I feel like they're they're in a in a <clears throat> in maybe a quieter way, really kind of pushing their way toward the top. Mm. Uh, the other one that's kind of off the map because they're not really premium cigars. I guess maybe you wouldn't call them that. Is Toscano. They had their their own Ooh, booth. Nice and booth. Yeah. They had their own booth and they did a really nice job with it. Yeah, they it. did. Um, I'm not I'm not big on the cigars. Actually, I've never really smoked one. Um, but we did an interview uh, with the gentleman who is uh, the president. I can't think of his name off the top of my head. Was it Michael? Mike, Michael Kalanini? He's the ambassador, but he's ambassador, a okay. great guy, by the way. Yeah. Good dude. Great interview. Uh, loves the product. They have a long history. Um, again, I, I need to smoke them just to, so I can talk about them a little bit better. But their booth kind of reminded me like of like a baby Padron booth. Mm. And it's, it's baby this was the first time that they, this is the first time that they were on having their own booth. They were always uh, distributed by Miami Cigar. <laughs> they got out of that one, dodged that bullet, <laughs> and, uh, and and did a really did a really nice job. So great, uh, great presentation. Just, I yeah, agree on that. Just one, wanted so. to give them a nod. All right, uh, I think Jordan, me and you are gonna agree on ours. JC Newman. Yeah. Uh, the JC Newman booth was oh my incredible. Gosh, it, it was, crushed it. It was a complete cardboard replica of the factory in Ybor City. Now, did they go by the Lazona booth two years ago and say, "Hey, we cardboard"? Can do that, like, 50 I think it was the same bigger? company. Cardboard. Probably. They did. Sure, I probably think they that's did. okay though. They that's okay. You got a little inspiration from the Lazona boys, but that was. Uh, that might have been the best booth I've ever seen. It was so cool. Like the, it was two thousand pieces of cardboard to make the factory, and then on the inside, it was sort of like a mini factory. It had some uh, hands of tobacco hanging, and they had some displays from the uh, museum in there. They had some of their old uh, boxes. They'd have like the American, the new American cigar box next to the old one, and so forth. Yeah, all of really the different. It was just so interesting. Like you could, if you didn't, if you weren't there to. If there was CigarCon, if there was CigarCon, like consumers would have loved that booth. It was like a mini version of the what, factory. Th what might have you happened felt like is you were in it. You they, felt like you were in that factory for mm -hmm. sure. Oh yeah, I, I mean, it really did. Yeah, they probably you know planned this out two years ago. Last year would have been their 125th anniversary, and thinking you know, oh look at what Davidoff did. We can do something really cool next year, and we're just seeing that now. Right. They they just couldn't use it last year, so they. Right. But I'm glad they brought it out because it was amazing. It was. I didn't know. I hadn't even been to the backside. I didn't know there was an inside. So I was joking to Drew Newman, like, "Hey, can we can we go inside?" And he was like, "Yeah." He like took us around. <laughs> oh, what? Called your bluff. Yeah, yeah it was. Yeah, really they 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 cool. did a great job. It's. I felt really tall when I was in the booth, which is not normal for me. And um, <laughs> but they but they did a nice job. Like if if you walked around, you like you read the history of the company it was. Coop, like you were saying that uh, that um, Fuente did, they, it was it would it would have been great for consumers. It was uh, it, it's great for retailers to get an idea of the company because J.C. Newman, I think, is a brand that most people don't really talk about. I mean, they're tied in with Fuente, so you, you right. talk about Fuente, but now we're actually talking about J.C. Newman, and I think that was if uh, that's your goal, and they crushed it. They did. They really they really did. And you know, when you walked under with that part where you walked inside it, that was the part that like. That had the feel of being in in the build because I was just at at the Newman factory uh, right after Memorial Day, so I had been so it was very fresh in my memory, and I, I just think that that was just a great job capturing the vibe and the his. There's so much history with that brand. They have a Holden. I don't know if you guys have met Holden, uh, who's an incredible yeah, yeah. resource they have as a historian. Um, and yeah, he came to he came to dinner with us. Remember? Yeah, he's, yeah. He's, he's my cousin. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Coop, yeah, so uh, you know what? That was a great sort of area of the show because you had, 
You had Fuente, you had J.C. Newman, you had Perdomo, you had Alec Bradley. Like all those were great booths. Yeah. And like a right, power corner. There's like a power corner. That, that power corner. I agree. That I, I, that was sort of how you think of this trade show. If if the rest of the show had been like that, it would have been very impressive. And if you look at it, the traffic and the problem is the other side is where you had the booths that didn't look as nice. Mm-hmm. And it's almost if you like notice, there was more traffic on that. <laughs> it, was, it was more traffic on that side with the Newman Perdomo Puente, Alec Bradley coalition. Yeah. All right. Uh, now, Coop, this year you did something really cool, and I'm super excited about this. Uh, not only did you do your normal coverage that you do, and you'll do uh, product centric coverage probably for the next year or so. Um, yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, I, I give you a hard time, but you know I love you. Um, but you also had uh, a video team, uh, Ben and and Bear, uh, doing some videos, which is super cool. This is new for you. And yep. so this next question is favorite interview uh, that you had this week. And it could be you that did it, or it could be your other team, uh, Bear and Ben. Uh, what was sort of your favorite interview that either you or the other team did this year for Cigar Coop? Okay, I, I didn't do really much of the interviews. Uh, Bear did all that because I was really focused on written piece. But I, I was we actually worked as a four-man team in every booth because if, if we're doing written and video, if we split, then you're going to have redundancy. But there, there's some great interviews. Bear and Pete did a good one. Bear and Saka went almost an hour. But the one I think that we all looked at because he's a guy who hasn't done a lot of interviews and we got to know people can get to know him is Hochi Blanco mm. and his son Jose uh, at La Galera. Um, and that was an amazing interview because Hochi, who's one of the power players in the Dominican Republic, his son's now getting involved with the company. So we got to know Hochi a little better. We got to see kind of bringing in the next generation. Uh, very special interview. Uh, and I, I can't wait for folks to see that one. Okay, cool. That's great. That's good to look forward to. Now, Robbie. Yeah. Robbie, I'll ask you this, but can I say just first that I've already said that your interview with Pete, I think, was the dojo's best interview yeah. of the show. But uh, if I don't know if that's your answer or not, but what was your favorite interview of, of the show? I have three. Okay, <clears throat> good. And I'll be quick. Uh, Pete was one of them, and just, just go watch it. And ignore me and just listen to him, because <laughs> all I did was screw it up. But um, <laughs> seriously, it's 100%. It's all I did. Um it's a little awkward for the first minute, and then it gets great. Um, my favorite beyond that was Ace Prime and, uh, and Crowned Heads. Uh, we got to spend some time with Luciano one-on-one, and he is such a what? nice guy. He's, he's, he's smart. He's so he's, smart, this guy, too. He knows the brands. He know, yeah. I mean, he knows what he's doing. He knows tobacco, and he's just he's very he's got a very like gentle way about him. That is, it's it's like disarming, and you you just feel like you could talk. I, I I could talk to him about anything, and I barely know him. This is like the second time I talked to him in person. But we started with uh, with Luciano, and then John came in and joined. And again, John's one of my favorites. Um, he's the only person who noticed my pink Converse. I appreciated <laughs> that. But uh, that was one of my favorites because I feel like it just felt very genuine, and uh, and the way that John talked about how yeah we kind of had some down years because you know, of this and that and the other. And it wasn't like he was pointing fingers. It was just, that's just the way it went. And now we're kind of, now we have some trajectory and, and you know, people are really picking up on what we're doing. Yeah. Um, and my last, my other favorite was uh, with Ernesto, uh, or per, EPC, Ernesto Perez Creel. I just like talking to him. Yeah. You know, and uh, he, uh, <clears throat> and we did two, <laughs> we did two interviews with him because there was one other product that we, we uh, Randy remembered, but 
we, Randy and I need to work on our sign language because he'll think of something while he's behind the camera and he's telling me like, oh, I don't know what that means. <laughs> so uh, so we ended up ending and then we started a second one. But uh, he was, you know, just really, really cool. Um, and he's like a godfather in the industry, right? Like he's yeah. just been he's been doing it for so long, but he's so unassuming. And you just talk to him like these some of these guys can have attitudes. Right. And, you know, but he just walks in. It's like, hey, you guys want to talk to me about my cigars? Really? Like, Always accessible. Yeah. <laughs> Always accessible. Yeah. Yeah. He's just fun to talk to. And it, it might not have been the most insightful interview, but I just enjoy talking with him. You know what's funny is, so Bear is interviewing Saka. These guys come over and do the, the two interviews with Ernesto. And Bear is still interviewing Saka after <laughs> the two interviews with Ernesto. <laughs> yeah, Coop comes over and he says, hey, when you're done with Ernesto, can you come, like, can you come like get us and you know help us end this interview because it's going on forever? <laughs> they were up you fifty talked... minutes already. Like... Well, you know that you're getting at least thirty with Saka, right? I mean, whatever. But we're up to so we, yeah, we had it over under fifty-two minutes. They went over, I think, by a couple. Yeah. Uh... But it was yeah, that was that was one of my favorites. Really cool. All right, Jordan, what 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 was a interview or two that stick out in your mind? Well, I think the best three were two. You know, Robbie's team had two of them that uh, we already talked about: Tatuai and Crown Heads, and then ours was probably with Saka. Uh, but you know, uh, with Fuente Jose Blanco, he he referred to me as like Don Jordan. So <laughs> I give I you know he's you got gotta like it. right there. You gotta like that. <laughs> you gotta like that. No, that was that was good. I would go with I've already said that uh, Robbie's. But I'm out of my interviews that I did. My fa- my two favorites uh, were Nick Perdomo, uh, predominantly because uh, a Nick is he me and him just we, we hit it off. I think maybe it's because he works with his son. I work with my son, so we have yeah. a, a really good relationship. Me and Nick. So I love talking to uh, Nick Perdomo, and um, that was great. But then uh, Michael Herklotz. Uh, so the before before the <laughs> inter- gonna do? yeah before the before the interview started, I was kind of like, you know, he was sort of like trying to explain why he didn't have any product and didn't have a regular booth. And so then I said something like, "What are you gonna do?" And then he just took that. The rest of the interview he turned into a shtick. He turned it into a shtick, and it, and it was it was really funny. If you go back and and watch that, he's the he is the most personable. Funny, friendly guy. Didn't meet him in the restroom this time. I did not meet him in the restroom, ah. which was a disappointment. But still, <laughs> it was great. It was a great interview. All right, last one before we get into drama. Um, Coop, what was the now best cigar that you sampled at the show this year? So not, you know, one of those samples that you got that stuck out in your mind. I don't know. You maybe you haven't smoked too many of them. I didn't smoke too many of them either. Uh, but out of the ones that maybe you smoked. Uh, at the show, or anything stick out in your mind that was a good cigar? Yeah, I mean, um, Casa Magna Liga F. Really? Casada's oh. back. Wow, that's a strong statement. Tell yeah, no one ever. And, ben, and Ben was on the Probably same page geez. with me with that one. Tell Close us. Close second to the sergeant, but, the, but that Casa Magna Liga F was good. Well, tell us about it. Tell Why was it so good? Um, so they gave us the Petit Corona size, and it was just an, I mean, I guess it's the word is flavor bomb, but it had that strength. They had advertised that as a stronger Casada cigar, and it certainly was. Um, it just, it was well balanced. It had, for a strong cigar, it had a clean finish. It didn't assault you with a lot of pepper. Um, and for a short smoke, it was one that I, it burned a little slow, which I liked, because I actually spent, I actually spent about 35 minutes in that booze and still had the cigar when I was done. Um, you know, I, I, some of the Casada stuff over the last, you know, few years. I ha- I do like the 1974 a lot, but you know they were doing a lot of those limiteds early uh, for a few years, and I think they just kind of got lost with those. Um, and it was really good to see them kind of take Casa Magna back 
They're making it out of their own factory right now. Um, but when Ben, like when Ben lit it up, and he says, "Coop, you're, you're right on the same page with this." I knew that 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 I knew it validated it for me. Mm. And a lot of people didn't smoke that cigar, and you need to when it hits the market. Wow, I'm glad that I'm really glad you brought that up because uh, that wasn't on my radar even in the in the slightest. Uh, but it is now, uh, thanks to you, Coop. Uh, Robbie, what was the best uh, sample or two that you had dur- during the week? Uh, I do want to start by giving Coop a little bit of advice. Don't ever, ever let Ben validate your feelings. <laughs> you feel the way you feel, Coop. And don't let Ben validate. Bull Shark approved and everything, but don't well, let listen, him ben, validate. Ben will tell me when I'm dead wrong on a cigar, too. Is it? I, I, I love Ben. Ben's a lot of fun. What, um, yeah, yeah. And, and Eric, like you were saying, I, I didn't really... There, there was a lot of companies that had new stuff, but you know it's not really ready yet, or it's coming in you know in October or what have you. Um, one of the few companies that I had actually had some of their new stuff on hand was Aganor, so I didn't get a chance to smoke uh, either of those uh, the new ones that they had. Uh, but the one company that I smoked, this isn't really a new cigar, but it was new to me, and I mentioned it earlier was the Siempre Sungrown from Dapper. And I, it prompted me to come look at their uh, look at their website. They do a really nice job of, yeah. of disclosing everything that's in this cigar. I smoked the Robusto four and a half by fifty. It's just a it was a nice like fifty minute smoke, and it's <clears throat> now normally when you're on the show floor and you go into somebody's booth and you're smoking somebody else's cigar, you kind of put it out or because it just seems kind of rude. I just took the band off and set it and because I wanted to keep smoking it. I took the yeah. band off and I set it in an ashtray and, I, and I'd revisit it after the interview and I didn't want to be rude or show off anybody else's brand. But man, that was a really, really good cigar. And I'm going to have to track down some more of those. I don't think we've done any dapper reviews uh, for the dojo. So we're going to have to uh, start yeah. doing some of that because that was I was really, really impressed. And that's just one of the seven or eight brands that they've that they have available. So that that really got my attention. All right. You interviewed, you interviewed Ian, right? Yes. By the way, he's a great show guest too. I'll just—we've had him on twice. He's—he's he's one of my favorite guests mm. to have on. He's yeah, funny. So I he, recommend him. I recommend him. Yeah, he's funny. He's very knowledgeable. We get into the booth and he's like, uh, "I'm going to screw this up. Are you sure you guys want to do it?" No, he's <laughs> I good. Said, Trust. I said, "Yeah." Then we told him it was live. He got nervous. Said, I'll, I'll, I'll screw up for you, just so you feel comfortable. <laughs> I, I probably did. I mean, yeah. I, I screw up most of them, but uh, he even said at one point during the interview, he's like. I don't want to get into like the full blends of everything and what it is because I'll probably screw it up. So you guys can check out our website, which is probably a smart thing to say when you're live, but uh, unless it's something you know specific that you're is on the front of your mind. But uh, that cigar was really good. I enjoyed mm. it. Uh, Jordan, uh, can I do two plugs in the same show? Yes. <laughs> no, uh, Sensei Sensational Sarsaparilla. Um, <laughs> other, than that, I didn't smoke too many new things. Um, uh, Robbie said, uh, I, I did smoke the Supreme Leaf, and I don't remember liking the previous sizes. I mean, I liked them, but not they didn't stand out to me too much. And this new one was pretty good. Um, and then another su- kind of weirdly surprising one was the Gatekeeper in that... Um, the new factory... They gate- changed factories. So it's not EP Carrillo anymore. It's by the Placencias now, and it was just as good, I thought. Yeah, I, I actually, I actually was going to mention that one as well, Jordan. That the new Gatekeeper was a very solid cigar, and then the Supreme Leaf was also good. I did have that in the swimming pool one day uh, after the show, which was good. But I'm going to bring up Dapper also. I had a uh, Devalito. I think that's how you say it, Devalito. Um, 
it, it was a Toro. I, I'm not familiar with Dapper at all. They're not even on my radar, but this cigar was really good. In fact, it was one of the few posts of a cigar that I made in the show. Uh, and it was it was delicious. Everything about that cigar was good. And and folks, if you're ever in these shows, you're smoking like, you know, you're lighting up like a ton of cigars. You don't smoke them all the way through, typically. That cigar, I actually went and sat down uh, sort of near where the Caldwell booth was because I just wanted to finish it. And, Robbie, I think you ended up joining me over there. I just wanted to finish that cigar. It was so good. So Dapper Cigars, uh, good on you. You caught the attention of the dojo in that show for sure. Uh, that was an excellent cigar. Uh, get your hands on that bad boy. All right. Um, here we go, guys. Uh, we got to get into the drama of the show. Now, I think we kind of covered the whole Caldwell thing pretty well. Uh, Coop, maybe just let's let's not spend a ton of time on this one, but summarize summarize what all happened with the whole Caldwell drama. All right. There were two components to the Caldwell drama, okay? Maybe three, right? So the first was their booth was, when you talk about minimalist, it was minimalist, right? It was table and chairs. With a, with a sign, and that was it. And the second thing was that they left early. They left the day early, which was, Robert told me it was impromptu planned. And the third, and this is the one where they got beat up with, and I'm, I don't know what happened there. This is why I don't want to judge them on this part, is apparently they left a mess when they left, right? And then they kind of put pictures up with it, right? But I'm not sure what kind of happened with that. That was kind of part of the booth design, I don't know, but people said they left a mess when they get back. But my issue with them was leaving early. That was where I had the issue. Leaving early was just wrong. It was, it's wrong. I think anyone, you know, and again, if you're going to leave early, send an apology letter out to someone or an email. It's not hard to, you send, if you could send that of anything else, just send it because, like I said, I think people wanted to see, see Robert and see what he had to, to do and Tony Bellotto and those guys. So that, but, but the mess in the booth apparently has gotten the board's attention right now the PCA board. Mm -hmm. So I don't, I think they're looking into that part a little more to see what happened there. So I don't want to, I don't want to judge that part yet, but that, I just think it's, it, it, you don't want that kind of with the other thing we're going to talk about. Day four was, was a ghost town again. Like, let's be honest. That took all the attention away from like aiming bullets at the PCA. And guess what? It put it back on the manufacturer saying, what are we doing here? Uh, Robbie, would you say that was a genius move or a douchey move by Caldwell, their booth? It was on brand. Yeah. Um, and I don't know if that, I think their brand is kind of a combination of the two. Mm. Like, I, you know, I'm not saying that specifically about anyone. It's just they kind of have that, eh, I don't really give a flying right. do, what. But it, was, but it was, it was, yeah, we're leaving to get burritos. And I, I understand, like, I, I needed a burrito. That was the first thing I had when I got home was a good burrito. <laughs> Um, but I mean, I mean, California, so I'm, I'm, I'm spoiled, but, um, it didn't really move the needle for me one way or the other, but if you're going to leave and you're going to leave, what did they really leave? Like that picture was trash. They just left. That, that's the part I, like I said, did they I clean up after the, themselves or did they know. leave it? See, if they took the pic, I don't know. That's the part I'm kind of going with. Was that picture taken? And then they, I don't know. That's why I don't want to accuse them of that yet. But I, I, I only know that it got the PCA board. A board member told me they were very upset about what happened at the call. Yeah, I, I didn't see. I, I saw the like, <laughs> Eric, we we took a picture of, you know, in memory of 
you know, here's a couple of ashtrays where the booth used to be. I didn't see trash just sitting there. So it was I'm, totally clean was at that point. That. It was yeah. completely gonna, clean at that point. I'm going to think that they cleaned up after themselves yeah. because I'm yeah. going to give them the benefit of the doubt. Um, but, I, you know, it's to me, it's much ado about nothing. It's uh, it's on brand for them to kind of just, you know, you know, to give everybody the Larkin and uh, <laughs> and just kind of do whatever it is that you want to do. And, you know. How does that help the PCA? It doesn't. It doesn't help How the does PCA, help? but we're talking about it, them. It helps them. We're talking here's about Here's one going to pick on Randy. Here's one going to pick on Randy. He's doing that interview, and he's, like, praising the booth. I mean, that booth was terrible. I mean, <laughs> and they, they, even joked, they, even, they even joked oh, that it was the worst booth at the show. Bellotto. He interviewed They even joked it was the worst booth at the show. I mean, they even joked that they got the worst booth. But it was their goal. That was the goal. Yeah, they knew that everyone. No, we don't need that. This trade show, we're trying to get people to come to this trade show. And, and that's I, not helping. They I'll knew. say the first time, the first time I saw it. Sorry, Jordan, I didn't mean no, to cut I you don't. off. But I'll say the first time I saw it, I thought it was genius. Yeah. Because it had like, it felt like a tailgate. Like, like they were just tailgating. And, oh, you want to buy some cigars? Sure, hey, they're right here. And you know, it felt after, homeless. It felt homeless, not a tailgate. It felt homeless. Well, <laughs> there's, there's a very small delineation between the two. But um, I, to me, if you, if you left and you left a bunch of trash there, that's different. That's inconsiderate. I, I, I want to give them the benefit of the doubt on that one. I don't, I don't think want... that they did. I think it was more for show. That's and, what I'm and, wondering. But but apparently saying it was a board member told me they were upset. I'm nah. sure they were, but I'm saying it was yeah. for show and it worked. Jordan, yeah. so, what, Jordan, what were you going to say? Nah, it's, uh, Robbie's pretty much summed it up. I just feel like uh, they took, uh, since 2020 TPE, the brands have been saying, hey, we don't need to do these outlandish booths. We're going to scale them down. And, th- and Caldwell said, we're going to one-up you and take this to its logical extreme. Which is which was brilliant. Now I don't uh, at that when you talk about the post at the end there with the trash, I think that was, you know, that gets a little less classy. Uh, I'm sure they cleaned it up. I don't know, but just the concept from the get go was smart. Here's here's what I wish, boys. Uh, uh, I wish that the PCA would just lean in. They should have like talked to Robert in the background, behind the scenes, leaned into this thing, had some fun with it created uh, maybe they did this i don't know maybe it's possible that they did in the background and they're creating some sort of faux you know fight in the background because it's got attention like we have talked about caldwell on this show more than any other brand so far so uh scott i was just gonna say that as if i could jump in for a minute i was like what are all four of you doing right now yeah you're right you're talking about caldwell he wins yeah so, so I, I almost I, I wish that the PCA could say, you know, think in their mind, hey, wow, like, you know, some of this controversy isn't bad necessarily. It gets it gets people riled up, which brings us to the big, big drama of the show. So the big, big drama of the show, for folks that don't know, is at the very end on the final day when most people had already left, uh, certainly retailers and most media had left. All the manufacturers, I think, I, I don't know if it was Rocky Patel or whatever, uh, gathered all the manufacturers that were still there together, and they made this post, and they all posted the same thing. It said, one family together, if you weren't here, you are not relevant. Now, this is the, uh, uh, this is the Fuentes post of it, and Pete posted it, Crown Heads posted it, uh, uh, Cuba Riquenya posted it, a bunch of manufacturers, I think almost all of them posted it with the exact same text. But for whatever reason, I guess Pete, he's a lightning rod uh, because uh, Skip Martin chimed in and it created, it was poorly worded. And I think there's no question about that because 
retailers thought, well, I was there, but I wasn't in that picture, you know, like that. Am I, <laughs> am I irrelevant? Or I even wondered that about us for a split uh, second. For a split second. You know, like, <laughs> so like anybody who wasn't in that picture, are we not relevant? And so like it created this big, uh, you know, controversy on Facebook and Pete eventually deleted his post. Now I do have a, a statement from Pete that I'll read later, but Coop, before I get to that, uh, What's your take on this, on what I've just described and, and how you saw it going down? Well, it was dumb, right? <laughs> right? Um, and it was dumb how it took 48 hours for this to resolve itself. So, look, the deal, I, and I talked to a lot of manufacturers who were in that picture. They were basically recruited to take a picture, all right? And by the way, the media wasn't invited to this, right, which I thought was interesting. Like, you know, taking, getting everyone together for, like, a, you know, family reunion picture, that they call it, right? Why wouldn't you have the media there, right? But, I don't know, we're always put to the side when it comes to this, because aficionado probably would have been called, right? <laughs> so, but I thought that was a great concept. It was the messaging that was wrong. And that messaging is already up, was already on the Premium Cigar Association website. Is what I'm just going to tell you before the show. So it shows how many people look at the Premium Cigar Association website. And it was, was that their tagline? If you're not here, it was on. Rock, they had a quote from. If you go there now and you looked at it, it's a quote from Rocky Patel on there. So that is wow. nothing new. I don't think they should have did it with a picture. And I and look, I love Rocky Patel. I just wouldn't have done that in this case. I understand they're trying to show some solidarity here, so I want to give some benefit of the doubt here. But you know, I just think it it was the wrong thing. And a lot of the manufacturers quickly pulled them off because they got they got a lot of pushback on that. Yeah. Now, here's the thing. <clears throat> I sort of see both sides of this, Robbie. Like, in a way, I, I can see the side of. Now, I know I, where you're going with this too, it's, Eric. Yeah. It's, it's obviously poorly worded, right? I mean, I don't. I think we can all agree that it was poorly worded. But I do yeah. see both sides of this because a, you know, here are all the manufacturers. Uh, we went through a COVID year. There was no show last year. Uh, we found a way to pull the show off. The Premium Cigar Association show happened. The 2021 show actually happened. Retailers showed up. They purchased product. They're all excited. They feel like they've sort of done something, and they're kind of wishing, like, you know, geez, guys, the rest of you guys should have been here with us. And so I, I, I see and understand 100% that sort of like we accomplished something. It's sort of like spike in the football kind of a deal. But then the way it was worded, obviously, I totally understand the, uh, you know, being upset with it because, you know, you can't say uh, brands like Davidoff are not relevant. Brands like Drew Estate is not relevant. Brands like all of the general catalog and all of the Altidus catalog are not relevant because obviously they're the most relevant brands in the cigar industry. Those are the top selling brands in the cigar industry. So I see both sides of this and now skip getting involved you know skip skip will involve himself in any that, facebook post. that was a dumb move where in, the manufacturers let themselves get baited into that and in, yeah that I, was a dumb move by them yep skip loves to mix it up that's what he does he, and he was waiting you know he was waiting on the sideline <laughs> for something to happen okay and they ever and those manufacturers all took the bait <laughs> yeah they uh, all took it, and they got sucked. And we've all gotten sucked into one of Skip's diatribes, right? So believe me, and we know. But yes, that's exactly what happened. You got that was what happened, and you let you let a guy who can make a lot of noise with it suddenly make this a bigger issue. Now you can read uh, this response uh, by um, 
by Pete on Facebook. But let me just read it real quick. It's it's kind of long, so just bear with me while That's, I read. That it. was actually before you get into that. Yeah. that was a, a nice little comment from Michael Herklotz. Yeah. That uh, what did he say? I that Jordan. It. Jordan, put that Herklotz back up. says we need to lead with optimism. This was a tough year. Don't call out who wasn't there. Just celebrate who yeah, was. Yeah, that is exactly. Well, all, all they and, had and to say was you're missing out instead of not relevant. And that no one would have had any yeah. issue with that. Those it's, two words you just substituted now. When when right. you throw out not relevant, uh, just real quick, Eric, before you get in, mm. um, like I. If you watch Pete's interview, our interview with Pete, it he touches on all of that stuff, and he doesn't say anything that's exclusive. He's he wants to be inclusive. He even right. said yeah. that at one point he says, you know, look, there's companies that aren't here uh, that I I feel like they should be here, and I offered them space in my booth to put up signage if they wanted he to. He did, even and if he told us coming. that too. He told and us he that as well. He says the same thing, and it's and and really you you take that photo and. All, instead of saying you're not relevant, say this was a great show. We had, you know, we did record numbers. Yeah. Come join us, and and make it make it more of a more of an inclusive statement than an exclusive statement. If you're not here, then you know, screw you guys. And I know that's not what they meant. And I, I know they wanted to pull everybody in, and it was very ambiguous the way that they said it. So, uh, Eric, I, I'm, I'm on board with you where you can see both sides of it. And it's easy for me because I wasn't involved to look at it in retrospect. Well, you should have said this. But in the moment when you're all there and you're, you're all kind of excited about what you're doing and you're looking at these guys like there's big money companies that could be here and be taking advantage of this with us. And they're not. So let's let's do something to to spur action. And I. I I think they just went about it slightly in the wrong in the yeah, wrong way. You, you word it slightly differently, and and we're talking about how great the show was yeah. and how these companies want to come back instead of well, this is the reason I'm not there. Right. This industry needs public relations help in the worst <laughs> way. Okay, it's needed it for years. This is a great example of bad public relations because you could have had someone organize this photo, organize a campaign to get the photo out, get the media there, right? This industry thinks they can do it on their own, and, they, and public relations is a hard, hard job, okay? Um, and, and honestly, they need, they need like an emergency intervention when it comes to public relations because it's just terrible how they do this. Yeah, let, let it, me— it was, it was an opportunity to—sorry, yeah. to Eric. It was an opportunity to include, and, and instead, of, uh, instead of doing that, you kind of, you know— pushed people further out the door you did you did you did uh let's let me read real quick i'm gonna i won't read it all it's pretty long but i do want to read at least a couple paragraphs of what pete pete responded with he says i don't regret being part of the picture with all those great manufacturers and brand owners unfortunately we were missing a lot of people that were in the room and a lot of people that weren't attending the picture shows togetherness unity and the more people the better what I do regret posting is the caption we all decided to use i heard it i didn't like it but still posted it after, and I saw it being done. Poor choice of one word, and it's actually two words, but one word, and it should have been better uh, thought out by the group. The post, in my mind, was always directed at a certain group. No small manufacturer, brand owner, importer, broker, retailer, and especially not any consumer um, were in that line of fire. And I apologize if you thought it was directed at you. The truth is, here's the last paragraph I'll read. The truth is, I didn't miss the big four companies on the floor this year, but the industry needs them back on the floor. The bigger and stronger 
uh, we are together, the more we can achieve as a premium cigar industry. Romeo, Cohiba, Acid, and Davidoff are all pretty damn relevant names in our industry. Do I smoke them? No, but they are relevant. The wolves are at our door and are going to keep knocking, so we need to be more together and fight stronger than ever. I think that's a, a pretty Great good... Great job. It's, yeah. a pre- it's a good apology, and it, it, frames yep. it uh, you know, frames it in a good way without him... He's not apologizing for the enthusiasm of the photo. Yeah. He's apologizing strictly for how it was, you know, perceived because it it was worded in a bad way. It, it looked great. He did a great job with it, and he needed to do that. He, like I said, I actually was messaging with him, and and, I, and you know, it wasn't Pete that kind of caused this, right? But but again, Pete's looked to as the industry leader, and sometimes a leader has to step up, and well, one of the industry leaders. He did it. He did a great job. Uh, and he should be commended. And you know what? Hopefully, we just move on from this at this point. Yeah, Robbie. Any uh, yeah. other yeah. thoughts on that? <clears throat> no, I, I agree with what Coop said. I mean, look, man. Sometimes, and it's you're right. You've got 30 manufacturers in there, but Pete, as we said earlier, has taken on this leadership role, and so extra responsibility kind of falls on his shoulders. Absolutely. And. And again, and I'll say this the same thing, in the moment you can get caught up in that that same messaging with everybody and you all, you have a group think kind of moment and it sounds great, but then in practice, you're the one that they're going to come after. They're going to come after Pete. They're not coming after Crowned Heads or, you know, these other companies. Not to say that they're any lesser, but I mean... Pete's, Pete's the guy. He's been the most vocal about. Uh, well, and that was the, that was the that was the first and... post that Skip found, and so yeah, of course, it, it sort of became of the it became and, the and, uh, place. And that and, got ugly. And, and high school, high schoolish, it, it was high schoolish. It became and and well, you you it, get it, a lot of Type A personalities, and you're going to get some clashing. But I mean, it's, uh, it's, I mean, those those are the guys who run these companies. But at the same time, you were right. I think we have to be adults in the room. Yeah, I think Skip was waiting for something. You're, I think you're right. He we, was waiting because we, we had this con- as a team. We had this conversation before the show started. Actually, is we were waiting for Skip. Like Skip, we figured Skip was waiting, and uh, and I'm not faulting him. on I mean, he, no. there was going to be something with know. you know, and he was going to seize the opportunity, and he did. I'll tell you this: it, you've got you've got guys like Pete and Skip and Arturo Fuente and, and all these guys, and if if we can get them into the same room and and pulling. I know it's a, a cliche, but pulling the rope in the same direction, there's nothing that they can't accomplish. So let's let's come up with ways to get everybody talking and doing the same, working in the same direction, and not providing divisiveness. And yep. I think that's that, uh, unintentionally that's what this post did. And instead of talking about how great PCA was and and retailers were happy and everybody's spending money and everybody was setting sales records, now we're talking about. You know, right. a post on Instagram, which is unfortunate. But I, I do, I, I, I love Pete, and I appreciate his response. And he made a comment. Uh, he shared our, uh, our, our video, and he says, "God, I wish everybody would have watched this video before they saw this post, and they would have more understood what I was trying to say." And he's right. It's, it, he's, his heart is in the right place, and I think this was just a misstep. But at the same time, when, when you're in a leadership position, any position, you're going to make mistakes. And you have to learn from it. You have to kind of, you step in it. You have to, you know, man up, I guess. I don't know if that's still a term, but uh, admit that you made a mistake and move forward. And I think he did that. All right, boys. uh, Well done. Well said, all of you. I agree 100% with uh, everything that was said. Uh, Final uh, couple of items before we sign off. Uh, Coop, give the Premium Cigar Association a grade 
for the uh, you know A, B, C, D, or F for the 2021 show? C minus. All right, and then, and now now the parent comes to you, and they say, "Can you please explain that grade? Like, why did you give my kid that grade?" <laughs> well, it, it kind of goes back to what you said. Um, look, I think there were things like you said. Am I giving Scott credit for? Uh, you know, things that should have been done, or did he go above and beyond? Look, they had, just because you had different, like when you study for a test, right? If you have a, if you're sick the night before and you still, uh, you, you know, you can't give someone an A if they scored a C minus, right? So, yeah, you understand maybe they, they studied and worked hard through that and still got a C minus. They got an F from me two years ago, okay? So this was up for sure. Um, I think there's things they need to definitely address with this trade show. I think we hit them on the head right now. Um, they still had, like, the, the two, the drop off on attendance is still there from two years ago. The the length of this trade show we talked about, just kind of making this feel like a a full premium cigar thing. Um, so I give it a C minus, which is a passing grade in All right. my book, but but not a great grade. All right, Robbie, what's your grade? I'm I'm on I'm on board with Coop. I'm gonna give him a C. Um, and the there's a bit from Chris Rock that comes to mind uh, when, especially Coop, when you were given. Uh, uh, them those passing these all this this uh you were, you were giving them good grades at the beginning of the show about how oh this was great this was great this was great but chris rock does this bit where he says you know well, i've never been to jail but you're not supposed to go to jail so like I, you don't want to you're asking for credit for stuff that you're supposed to do yeah so right. this this show is yes the show happened and you know people sold cigars but that's all supposed to happen it's it's also the biggest premium cigar show in the world, and this is a big like Eric, you said billion dollar industry. I have no idea, but maybe it is. But uh, I mean, you think of cigars, you think of high end stuff. I mean, look at Cigar Aficionado. It's got sixty thousand dollar watches in there, and people are buying boats and islands and stuff. I mean, this isn't, you know, this isn't some some low level thing, it, and it just didn't feel that way. I'll give them a C because the, hey, they got it to happen, and in a post COVID world getting people there. I didn't have to wear a mask. I got to smoke a cigar wherever I wanted to. I was hugging a lot of people and I survived. So they get that, but there's a lot of work that still needs to be done. One other point I want to make that we didn't talk about, and this came up at the press conference is this was the first trade show at the Sands. And from what I heard from the PCA uh, senior leadership, the Sands didn't have a lot of the right supporting staff either to make things easy for the PCA. So I'm not giving – that doesn't affect their grade by any means, but they had some challenges working with this with, with, with Sands. So I think that's important to know as well. Right. But when things you, weren't always as easy. Yeah. When, when you go to a McDonald's and you order a burger and it's wrong, you know, ultimately it, 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 it falls – it falls right. on – Right. We, yeah. We're not – like just like we review a cigar, we're not reviewing a cigar and giving it a high score because we like the person. Right? Yeah. Jordan, what would you it's, give – still got performed. What would yeah. you give the – what would you give the PCA, Jordan? Uh, D minus. Oof. Ouch. Ooh, Jordan. Jordan. Hey-o. All right. <laughs> what's your what's – I your, mean, this is just the – culmination of all the things that they've been doing for the past four years you know they're whether it's getting rid of the uh the, the non-premium cigar stuff then uh the cigar the consumer con debacle then then not ever being welcoming to the media uh sort of uh not being welcoming to larger retailers all these things coming aligning to this one event um you know bad yeah, optics of having these this side, sh- uh, this entire half of the show that we can still walk through and see what would have been, uh, you know, just I can't think of anything really positive about it. 
Yeah, I, I, the best I could do is probably C minus as well for all the same reasons. Um, you know, you, 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 you know, kudos that we, we made it happen, but, but like Robbie said, you're supposed to make it happen. And there could have been some, uh, there could have been a little bit more pomp and circumstance. I mean, this is our show. Like, um, there could have uh, been some pomp and circumstance. Any, it wasn't any. Any pomp it wasn't and circumstance. Any, I mean, it was, yeah, minimal. It was the minimalist world of cigars. Yeah. All right. So, a final question, and then we're going to wrap up the show. It's gone uh, extra long for Smoke Night Live. So, thanks to all the folks that have been uh, watching with us on the show. But, uh, Coop, uh, Genie comes in and he, he makes you uh, the head of the PCA, and you can do anything you want. What is the. The first thing that you do with the PCA trade show for next year to uh, hopefully bring it on a, a, a better track. What do you do? Hire a, hire a public relations firm mm. to work with you on promoting the show along with an event planner. Event. Those two things, I mean, I think, I think this is fixable. But, I mean, I, I've seen some PR people with this work with people in the cigar industry. This is fixable. You need a PR person, though, because you have a bad PR image. You have not fixed that PR image. And... You need to help with the event planning piece. It's, it's clear. Yeah, that, that's it, Coop. That's pretty yeah. much that's the event planning portion would be mine. I have another one now. I have a whole like three step program. But <laughs> yeah. uh, uh, we, we heard about it in the pool. Yeah, uh, I'm not gonna go there. Uh, but I, I'll pick a different one because the event planner one for sure is number one. Robbie, you're head of the PCA. What do you do to fix this thing? I think, and, and Eric, I'm probably going to steal some of yours here, but uh, I think it's the right thing to do. And it's it's the two things that Coop already said, but since he already said that, they're already happening, so I can get my own wish. Uh, I'm, you have to bring back alternative products if you're if, if you need to fill space. I would rather have. I agree. Uh, ho- I'd rather have Hookahville in the back right corner, and uh, you know the the CBD uh, green carpet in in the back left corner. Uh, you know, however you want to, however you want to uh, separate it out, uh, and I think TPE does a great job of that. But I, I, the other thing I would think is, it's, it, watch what TPE is doing. They have rolled out the red carpet, uh, literally, for um, for premium cigars to come join their uh, their trade show. And look, they're not really providing anything that PCA, IPCPR, RTDA wasn't doing beforehand. So you already know how to do it. Do it. You have to bring that back. Yeah, um, I mean, now you guys have taken all uh, all of mine. Uh, that's all right. That's okay. Sorry, that's good. Uh, <laughs> Jordan, uh, uh, yeah, your thoughts? Taking some good ones, but uh, I'd move it back to Florida. Hmm. Yeah, good move. I agree. Orlando was the best show I went to in, the, in my whole run. Yeah, and uh, and 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 there was so many retailers that came into that from Florida. Yeah, yeah, maybe. Um, so so my number one would have been. Um, for next year, bring bring back the hookahs, bring back yep. the vapes, bring those guys back. Yeah, maybe some of your retailers don't care about that, but it, they're going to bring in other. It's there's just going to be more buzz around the show. There's going to be more stuff going on. There's going to be more people. There's going to be more things. There's going to be more, um, you know, money, money, uh, all to that do sort of stuff. stuff. And <laughs> I would I, I would consider coop. You know, like middle of summer. Maybe that's not the best. Uh, especially in Vegas, I mean, it was 118 degrees. Well, like, and that we didn't even talk about that. That came into the limelight. You know, they got record record temperatures in Vegas. It was rough. City, Hall, not- of, Hall of Famer Kevin Acuff lives in uh, in Vegas uh, full time, and and Jordan, I think you posted one of his comments earlier saying that this was some of the hottest weather yeah. that they've had 
that that he can remember, and he lives there. So. But it's yeah. never it's never that's, that's, it's never going to be it's never going to be you know eighty degrees in the yeah. middle of July. I mean, it's it's not it was it's not as bad as it was when we were in New Orleans, and it was you know ninety eight degrees and ninety eight percent humidity. But it was pretty close. Yeah. So, I mean, yeah. there's got to be another time of the year that we'd be better. I don't even care what it is. Like, we're literally yeah. doing well, about, it. How about Golden 1 TPE had theirs? Yeah. Try to get Tam- that May slot. That late May slot would late. be perfect. It would Pete be perfect. just chimed in. Tampa in January. Yeah, I love it. Done. I done January. Yeah, dis- no, you can't do January. Wow. TP is going to have a disaster when there's a big snowstorm in the Northeast in a few years. You watch. And no one's going to be able to get out there. All right, well let's 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 make it uh, Tampa in March. How about that? Boom. March April. sounds good too. Yeah. I, I, yeah, I mean, I again, I look at what TP had their timing this year, and I couldn't go just for other reasons, but I thought it was brilliant having that mid-May date. And to me, yeah, if you can get that date, um, I would do it. I mean, well, uh, you know, moving back to the Las Vegas Convention Center, I would do it. Coop, uh, Pete brings Maybe up a great is... Pete brings up a great area because I mean Tampa is Cigar City for crying city. out loud. I mean that oh, would it just seems uh, like that would be a fantastic location to have. Well, and the just show. as the consumer, I want to see the new stuff at the beginning of the year. Right. See when it when it was Orlando, right? When it was Orlando, I don't think Rob, you may have been at that. I don't know if you guys were at that. A lot of retailers, a lot of retailers took their employees. Say, hey, look, the trade show's in state. It's an opportunity for you to go to the trade show. Your retail employees. So I know, for example, Abe took some of his employees, and some went in for one day at least. And what happened? The Orlando show seemed very, very packed because of that. Um, so I mean, it, and look, it, it's good when you have a lot of foot traffic at the show. Right. So well, you got I mean, most of the you got most of the major retailers all the, on the East Coast. In you the know, area, I mean, yeah. For for me, it's it's a longer flight, but you know who's coming from California to the show? I mean, it's it's or the West right. Coast, really. I, I agree. It's, it's I a, agree with you. Yeah. It's it's a smaller percentage. You accommodate your larger percentage, and I'm telling you, if, if you're doing it in in March, everybody in the West Coast wants to go to Florida because it's still cold out yeah. here. And, and there's new, and yeah. there's spring training. We can watch some baseball. You know, it's it's all it's all good things. And I think Drew Newman. I think what he's starting to do with the factory is just the beginning for that area. I think there's a longer vision with I know there's a longer vision with this and to have that convention in like what's going to become the mecca of the cigar industry. Right. It, it just it, makes it sense. Takes, it makes so much sense. Work on work. Start working this now is what I would do. if I was. Yeah, there. absolutely. It, it, yeah. It might take a few years, but uh, do it. Based yeah, start on, the, on start some doing it now. Heard, but yep. But, uh, you know, get the get the the balls rolling in that direction and. And I mean, who doesn't want to go to Tampa and Miami? Plus, and that I, I I don't know where how close Tampa and Miami are. I have no idea. Robbie, it's like people hours, saying, Robbie, who doesn't? It's like people doable. saying, I'm going to L.A. I'm going to come yeah. visit you. It's like, yeah, you're seven hours away from me. <laughs> so I have no idea. But uh, it's it just makes so much sense. Yeah, and it and who doesn't want to get their balls rolling? So you know, that's a plus. Hey, uh, hey, hey, Robbie, uh, uh, Robbie, uh, real quick, a flavor odyssey on Wednesday. What do you got coming up for us? Holy crap, I wasn't ready for this. We are kicking <laughs> off the salty. Uh, I'm a little salty today, actually. Yeah, so you it's, are. It's timely. Uh, we're, we're kicking off the salty segment of season three. I do not know which uh, cigar we are doing first or which pairing we are doing first. I will let everyone know uh, this weekend. I'll make sure to post and we'll probably do a maybe we'll do a live a little bit early. Just, I mean, what are you going to do? What are you going to do? You know? Man, no. Um, well, uh, well, I'll let everybody know early, but we are kicking off the salty segment. Um, I now, don't think Ch- that we've actually planned which Chad ones are in order Chad says Goze and Brickhouse, Connecticut. 
There we go. I, I think a I think a Goza in Brickhouse, Connecticut is probably going to be the first one. So hey, you know what? Let's make the decision. Thanks, Chad. <laughs> That's the decision. We're going we're going with a Goza. That's going to be the salty component. Uh, Randy will explain. Randy invented that uh, style of beer, actually, so he will explain it to you. And we're going with the Brick House, Connecticut, from none other than J.C. Newman. Boom. That sounds amazing. Uh, Coop, uh, I got to say, dude, congratulations on a great show from you guys. Genius uh, bringing in Ben and Bear and doing the video portion. Absolutely fantastic. Uh, tell folks how they can uh, watch some of your coverage and get some of your you know, product-centric uh, coverage of this year's PCA. Yeah, it will all be on cigar-coop.com. So we're doing some of the key products that were announced right now. The booth coverage is going to start. It's a little been a little bit delayed because as video is a little work to kind of process as we learned. Um, so that will be starting. Uh, so you'll be seeing probably for the next three or four weeks a lot of product and booth coverage as we bring all that together. And this, this is typically the time of the year we do that. So um, we also – the other announcement we made – is we announced the fifth brand under Cigar Coop. Uh, it's the Smoking Syndicate. It's Ben Lee's is going to basically be driving that piece, uh, and that's going to be a, a video centric uh, brand focused. Not it's not a podcast, but it's video centric. He's going to be doing video reviews. We're going to be doing group smokes. We're going to bring back um, what we used to do on Stogie's uh, Stogie Geeks, which is the smokes of the month, not the week. Uh, and we got some other fun things planned. So. That's going to start rolling out. Ben took a few days off for vacation after, uh, but we'll, you'll start seeing that towards the end of the month, beginning of August. All right, that's fantastic. Hey guys, uh, before we sign up, I do want to say just real quick uh, a little shout out to uh, Josh Herbisky of the PCA. I I really feel like he he's got some young, energetic, very very positive views about PCA. I hope that Josh becomes more and more involved. Because I kind of feel like he gets a lot of what we're saying, and he's sort of new to all of this. And uh, so, Josh, you're, you're killing it. Uh, we really do appreciate your yep. enthusiasm, and you're bringing a new sort of maybe a, a new take to all of this. I do feel some positive. There, it's not all negative. I know we had, a, we had some negative things on this show, but, you know, we're just trying to keep it honest. And the bottom line is all four of us on this show – we really ultimately want it to succeed. So when we're being critical, it isn't to take pot shots. It's because we want to see this, uh, the show succeed. That's the ultimate goal, uh, Robbie and, and Coop and Jordan, right? We want to see this succeed, and that's why we get a bit critical at times. So uh, thanks to everybody who joined us. Thanks especially to, to Robbie for taking the time on a Friday night because I know you had you were gone from your wife all week. And thanks to Coop as well, being uh, gone from your wife and family all week. Uh, thank you guys so much for taking the time on Friday night to be on Smoking Out Live, guys. Thank you. 100%, man. And we're not, we're not being... We're not critiquing. We're being. We're we're trying to help. It's constructive criticism. They got an there F from me two years right ago, is, so they improved in my book. So right, that's right a step in the right Chad, direction. Yeah. Right as Chad chimed yeah. in, constructive criticism. We want it to get better. We want. We do. We like, do. Look, I said. I said it's the best time in the world that I've in my life to be a cigar smoker. There's so much great product out there, and let's keep it moving. Right. Yeah. All right, boys. It's Friday night on the dojo. That means uh, get on the dojoverse.com. Uh, check into your favorite cigars, share what you're smoking, share what you're drinking, do some uh, hashtag now playing if you're listening to some cool music. Until next week, remember, never, never smoke, smoke alone. alone. See you guys next Friday night. I mean, is it fast? Oh, it's fast. What about the options? What about the options? It's got all the options.
But like, what about price? It's got to be expensive. Not expensive at all, man. JR's got the greatest deals on cigars and accessories. Check it out. Oh wow! Look at these. Oh, look at that deal. It's a good price. What are you guys doing with my car? Your car? I thought this was your car. I thought it was your car. Why would it be my car? I don't know. It's not again. We'll get out, but I'm taking this with us. JR on the go. No matter whose car you're in, JR Cigar is there for you.